please be advised. The Kind of Movie Critics podcast may contain spoilers. This includes most of the movies you're going to want to see. This shit also contains profanity, so there's that. Enjoy. Yo, yo, this is Treasy. Hey, this is Corey. It's Martin the Mailman. It's Jesse T. And I'm Young Leezy. And we're the Kind of Movie Critics, man. Uh, back to give you all that uh, weekly, bi-weekly dose. <laughs> Whenever the fuck we get here. <laughs> Whenever the fuck we feel like a dose of movie shit. So uh, today we are kind of rolling out something new, man. The Q. Um, just a, a, a collection of, uh, or a conversation about, you know, shows that we've been watching, shows that we want to watch, and just basically stuff that's in our queue. Shout out to Martin for coming up with this breezy idea. Whoop, whoop. Martin the mailman. Low key, Martin don't say much sometimes on the show, but like behind the scenes, man, he's like he's like Geppetto, you know. He be, <laughs> he'd be like, we need to do a show called The Q. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about our recent viewings. Yeah, it comes up with all the ill ideas. He wasn't so. here when he said it to me. He said it with more enthusiasm than that. I'm just saying that's my typical Martin impression. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Martin impression. That's what's up, man. So uh before we get into that, man, let's jump kind of into some news that we didn't get a chance to really talk about let's. on the, uh, you know, amongst us as a collective. First and foremost, let's talk about it. Black Panther, the best pre-sales in, I guess, Marvel history, right? Is that what's going on here? I believe so, yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm so, so ready. So uh, is it going to hit a billion? I hope so. I mean, I said no before, so I'm going to just stick with it. Even if you're wrong, okay. I think I think this is a good sign that we are going to a billion. I'm seeing people talk about seeing it multiple times. So I think it's gonna determine the first first weekend. How that goes, I think will determine whether it's gonna That was not a profound statement. That's how everything is determined. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I, I guess if, I'm sorry. I'm gonna good I think if it's a great movie, then it'll it might be able to hit a billion. But if it's kinda just all right, mm-hmm. like a Thor two or a Thor or like Ant Man or something, it's gonna be like I don't think it's definitely going to hit a billion. Well, the only Marvel that went to a billion that wasn't like an ensemble movie was Iron Man 3. So all the other ones were big ensemble pieces. So I don't know. So, I mean, so there's hope, but, you know. I feel like there's plenty of black folks who are not into the Marvel Universe who are Mm -hmm. just going to show up anyway. And I feel like people who have... (laughs) Thanks. And I feel like people who have, you know... um, invested into learning about whatever's going on. They have all this time invested in Marvel. They're going to come anyway. So it could. And I'm just thinking worldwide, like people in Africa who don't give a fuck about Captain America are like, nah, we're going to check out Wakanda. It's going down. (laughs) I wonder what it's going to do in China, maybe. Because it's a big market usually for Marvel films. It should be fine. It's part Mm -hmm. of the story. I don't see why. I mean, okay, we're being fair, right? Mm -hmm. If they will go watch a movie about a Norse god because it's part of the story where there's no people of color in it mm-hmm. and they constantly are watching white people all the time i don't see why watching black people is any different you'd be surprised <laughs> you'd be surprised how fucked up the world is i actually so, wouldn't yeah <laughs> well i think the prerequisite to hit a billion is you have to have a fan base that will see it multiple times like mm-hmm. how star wars always hits a billion because people will see it like three or four times and like marvel movies avengers that hits a billion so i hopefully black people like keep going don't just watch it once yeah, well, I think it'd be it'd be good for Marvel properties in general because it's not. I didn't read the comic as much as I was a kid, but I under I knew of the comic, but it yeah. didn't strike me as one of their A list comics in terms of popularity. It's so, not. so it was like 
it'd be yeah. dope to see a property that wasn't that popular to rise up like that. You mean like Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy was definitely not. It, but they they didn't do a billion, I don't believe. No, nah, they, um, they did like half of that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, to see something do really well, I think that'll open the doors for other properties. And Marvel runs the world, so... Well, yeah, I, would, yeah. I, I mean, that's cool for Marvel and everything, but you know how they say, like, the bankability is not there for black movies. So mm-hmm. this is another one that just we get on the list of mm. we we can make money. Did, did I hear this right? Did Marvel pull all their content from Netflix? No. Did I, did um, I, hear I mean, that right? they, they have a plan to, like, well, Disney has a plan to start its own tr- streaming. Uh, uh, so basically, I guess in the next couple of years, they're going to be pulling all their stuff from Netflix. Ooh. They have, like, a contract for for releasing all their stuff on Netflix up to a certain point, though. Okay. So I don't think that's over. Okay. All right. So maybe I heard that wrong then. But they already, they already had, like, they already have something where you can stream their stuff. I don't remember what it's called, but, like, mm. it's an app, but it's not, like, nearly as popular. Well, it's Netflix. Okay. How'd y'all feel about, uh, I guess, Disney buying Fox? That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Disney is buying everything. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to why you start thinking, yeah, it, that's crazy. When you start thinking about how much Fox... You know, so from like all like, the Fox, like the sports nah, network, except for the news, they don't own Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, y'all can keep that shit. <laughs> That's funny. They don't want to be but, affiliated with that, but so. But that affects X Men, though, right? So now, yeah, X Men, Deadpool, to... uh, Logan, like all those. Damn, movies. so they got all the superheroes. Yeah, yeah. so which gonna... means that they can now be, they can be in the movies. In the movies, real, hopefully. Right, yeah. huh. That's kind of dope, really. I think they're redoing Venom now to like maybe put Spider Man in it because they own, I guess. Venom now. I don't see how you could do Venom without Spider-Man. I mean, you could. You just gotta, like, have pictures or something like that, or, like, because, I get, to me, a Venom and Carnage movie is probably more interesting to me than a Venom and Spider-Man movie, because I've seen that story done so many times before. But then it's like, you either gotta change the origin of Venom, or you gotta skip over it entirely yeah. for the film, because he's directly part of the origin. I mean, Dread doesn't have, like, an origin for Dread, and it works just fine. Mm-hmm. Nice, man. Um, In other news, uh, I think that happened since we had our last podcast, Uh, Golden Globe stuff. Uh, There was a couple of highlights there. A lot of people are talking about, you know, the Oprah Winfrey speech when she got the Cecil B. DeMille, you know, award or whatever. The whole hashtag time's up. Me too. Anybody? Mm -hmm. Anybody care to? Yeah, like like I, I I had kind of heard about it, but I didn't go and like you know watch it right away. Um, it was actually after I saw a bunch of hate being posted on Oprah on Facebook, and I was like, "Where the hell is this all coming from?" Mm. So I went back and I looked Russia. at the speech, <laughs> probably. Yeah. But when yeah, I looked at the black speech, woman was mad with her too, but <laughs> I I didn't look at the speech. Go ahead, Jesse. Uh, no, I'm just saying, just when I looked at it, I, mean, I thought it was really <laughs> profound. Um, her just kind of using that moment to kind of just really talk about what's going on in the industry and why things kind of needed to change. So I wasn't really sure where the whole backlash was coming from but it was definitely a really powerful moment just to see everyone who was there was on their feet like just you know clapping for her and stuff like that right. just seeing that she made it and stuff would y'all vote for her for president no. hell yeah, no, hell no. <laughs> but the thing, the thing she doesn't even nah. want to be president but it's still being like propagated that yeah. she wants yeah. to run where did that come from this I, I, Oprah 2020 shit that's some, I, I, a I hashtag think, that fucking took off I, it was I, on I, I think when, when people <laughs> saw how powerful that moment was you actually saw like the the kind of power that Oprah holds just as a person, how so many people have great respect for us. I think the people who are in power now are like, oh shit, if Oprah is going to try to run, let's try to slander, kind of cut her down. That's crazy. Well, you know what? And this is the thing. Mm -hmm. 
if my argument and it is because people are like, oh, he's racist about the about forty five because we don't. He's like Voldemort. We don't see his name. <laughs> but like forty five, right? The thing that about him is like um, you can say he's racist and that's an issue. But that's we've had racist presidents before. That's not the problem right. for real. Mm-hmm. The problem was that he has no experience yeah, politically. <laughs> so like I can't. But like and like never even been the mayor. What yeah. the hell? Mm-hmm. So I can't city council something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't. Condemn him for that, and then be like, yeah, "Oh, for yeah, the president, that's exactly. stupid." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, she great talk show and all she's that. She's amazing. Fly shit. Mm-hmm. I like her yeah, doing what she's doing. It's I like, great. I like politics to be in the politic, you know, political bag. You know, yeah. You know, it's like me walking onto the Chicago Bulls. You know, this <laughs> <laughs> is ridiculous. All right. Um, and then also uh, there was Sterling K. Brown who got uh, best TV, best actor in a TV series for This Is Us. This Apparently. Is Us is still amazing. Yeah. Last week was great. I haven't watched this week. I'm gonna do that when I go home. The All thing right. about This Is Us is like I've never watched it and I've heard it been hyped up so much. I feel like when I do watch it, I'm gonna be like, Yo, this is weak. It's, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I the, sto- it the story's very unique. I mean, I've I've only seen maybe like four episodes, and I didn't stop watching it because it was like not good. It's just. I'm busy. I had things to do, <laughs> yeah. and I'm watching other shows that I'm already invested in. But um, it was it was the, the storyline is pretty cool. I like the way that they interweave the stories, and then we're 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 jumping from time frames to different people's stories, and you know it's just it's doing a lot, but all of it makes sense, you know. So is it kind of like a happier version of the leftovers or something, where it's Not like multiple yeah, no. stories or? Not at all. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's one. It's one contiguous story, but it's. They have a lot of flashbacks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Flashbacks. Yeah. Yep. It's a you know very cool story, but it, but he's the first black actor to get a best actor in a TV series in 2017. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, you know. But we're, we're still getting up. first. <laughs> yeah. Right. Times up. That's I think that's the whole point. The times up. You know. You know but but I, I said that to say this like. People can say, "Oh, we don't need BET and NAACP award." Y- yes, we do because of shit like this. Because we're saying in two thousand eighteen now, right? Someone's getting something for the first time as a person of color. That's right. Stupid. Wait, so is this like the first black dramatic actor? Because I'm sure there's been like comedic actors that have won. Like I'm sure maybe like a Bernie Mac or like an Anthony Anderson have probably like. Yeah, I think this something. is for drama. dramatic. Yeah. Oh, dramatic. Yep, dramatic. Okay. Actor. Yep. And TV show. And then speaking and a of Golden Globe, right? Golden, right. Golden Globe Correct. dramatic actor. Yeah. Right. And then uh and Aziz cracked the code for first Asian American for Master of None, actor in a comedy series. Yeah. And he's in uh, trouble right now. Yeah. Uh, he, he, fuck yeah. that. He shouldn't be in trouble. Right. Yeah. The, his 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 situation <laughs> seems to be way more polarizing than Obviously, the the wine. Did you read? Did you read the article? You know what? I didn't read the article. I did not read the article. Um. So I mean, I don't have you know a a view on one way or the other. That girl. That girl. She was very calculating in what she did, and she wanted to take him down because she's pissed off that he was a guy. She. I don't know what she was expecting from him. Mm. They went on a date. He obviously wanted to screw her. So Mm. and like that's all he wanted to fuck. That's what he wanted, and it. You know, I guess she was mad that that's how it went for her, which I'm kind of like, you're mad at him for being like most of the dudes you're going to date in your life. Like, I don't. Right. What the hell? Anyway. Yeah, that's well, yeah. He could have handled himself better. He was thirsty, but he did. I, in thirsty. my opinion, he did not assault her. Well, I think she said she was like when he came on to her, she was like, oh, you're just like every other guy and kind of made up her mind from that point on. Like, but my thing is, do. are you writing articles about every other guy? Why just nah, him? I know. She's right. Yeah, it was the and first. And she chased him. She was yeah. thirsty yeah. too. Like, right. yeah, she was with somebody else when she met him. Yeah, that's crazy. It was the first article that I kind of was like, mm, 
I don't know. And that's not popular to to in this with what's going in the climate. on. Yeah. The climate. But she knew but yeah. she knew that. And I, yeah. I don't think that <clears throat> he was he inappropriate in my opinion. He could have handled himself better, yeah. yes. But for me to be like he, everything that he's worked for, he should be taken from him. There's a huge gap between what happened between her and him mm-hmm. and what I've seen reported from these other people. Right. It's a huge gap. Yeah. Right. And it's it's hard because he's like he's an ally to feminism. Like if you watch Master and None season one, he has yeah. an episode just about women. I think he has like Felicia Rashad's daughter in it, and like that has a really great scene with her. And he has a storyline in Master and None season two that's basically like the Me Too movement, yeah. but he did it like months before Way the Harvey Weinstein Harvey Weinstein stuff happened. So it's kind of hard because. It's like, yo, why would you take down somebody who's gonna, trying to help you, basically? Exactly. Like, well, well, that's the thing about. See, I mean, I haven't read it to really be able to 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 know where I stand on it, but the fact that it is polarizing and people that I know are sensitive to the movement mm-hmm. are even saying, you know, like this is a questionable act. I just think that that's an injustice for the entire act, you know, and it's it's just really sad that like. You know, there's people that want to that want to draw so much attention to themselves, and that they're willing to use this situation. and And I think essentially it ends she up. She wanted disc- to embarrass him. Yeah, but yeah. essentially what it does is it starts weakening the actual yeah. what the mm-hmm. movement is because people start painting, taking that paintbrush and painting the entire thing. So shame on that woman if this is yeah. if this is not legitimate. Shame on her for even like bringing that that much discredibility to the situation. I, I will say this, like she's she's very young. She's like twenty three years old. So I can understand how she can be very like impulsive about something and maybe hopefully when she looks back on this incident like later on in life, maybe she realizes she might have made a mistake. Or I think she like was that. very calculating with it because she didn't she didn't she was willing to throw his career down the drain, but not her own, and didn't give her real name, and that yeah. makes her a punk, in my yeah. in my opinion. I mean, like you, that you, was some bullshit. You have to understand, like the type of like hate or like people have been like driven to suicide over like if she would have revealed her real name. So I I kind of understand her staying anonymous, but it's like I think I, I think Aziz should have just been petty and be like, okay, I will pull out the text and just. Throw a whole bunch of texts no, out there to show his name. He doesn't yeah. get any points for that because people are always already like he's an asshole. If he's guilty of anything, it's being an asshole. But I mean, yeah. like you're gonna run into those. But that being an yeah. asshole never stopped when, anyone from having a career. So. Right. When I when I read the article, I felt like I was like, you know what? It sounds like you went on a bad date. Yeah, and, and it seemed like he tried to smash. She said no. He was like, cool, get the fuck out. Right. Yeah, you know I mean, like. But are there other incidences where he women didn't, he were? He didn't say get the I know, fuck I, out. He I did. She, Uber, like, okay, she, I, she yeah. had a temper tantrum, and I he know, was like, I, 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 <laughs> you know, I was, you know, summing that up. But um, have there been any other incidences where famous people just propositioned sex and they're they've gotten in trouble, or has it all been assault and then like extremely inappropriate acts like whipping your you dick mean, out, like, pulling your dick out, yeah, yeah, like pulling your dick out in a hotel room. And, you know, masturbating in front of people without yeah, having which, a conversation. Which is, yeah, which is very inappropriate. Yeah, no, so. I, the way that this went down, like, and then too, like, she just was like, I was hoping he would massage my shoulders, but then and you play know, with my hair, play like, with my Whoa. hair, but you know, he huh? talk, he spun me around and was like, suck my dick, and I'm like, uh, so, I, and this is just me, right? Yeah. They were watching TV, and she turned her back to him, and he spun her around, was like, give me head again, again, because it was the second time. But this is oh, the thing. Interesting. I've been a teenage girl, right. and I'm sure most guys as teenagers have interacted with teenage girls. 
And just because I set the boundary on our interaction of there's no intercourse right. does not mean I want to stop doing whatever we're doing. It right. just means it's not going to go that far. Right. So in that situation, she had already given him oral sex. And so I don't think very it, misleading. No, I don't think it's necessarily misleading, but you have to open your mouth and talk. Right. And I think that as women, we have to be clear about what our boundaries are as men too. You know, you can say, I don't I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this. Don't There's, suck my dick. No, we'll like things like don't put your <laughs> finger in my asshole. Like <laughs> uh, Yeah, well I mean I well why I say misleading is is if you're giving somebody oral sex, I think um I think it's a natural progression yeah, for them to think it's going to go farther. Like, do you want dessert with this dinner? You know what I'm saying? Anybody yeah. want to order anything off the dessert menu? But my like, thing you know, is, my you thing don't, is, it's all good. right? But, <laughs> you know? but and it's fine. Just open your mouth and say that. But but for her to go down on him and then him to want her to do it again, you've already established that that isn't boundaries for whatever is happening right now. Absolutely. If you don't want to do it again, then say, I don't want to do it. I'm finished. I'm done. I'm not. I don't want to do it again. Right. Like talk. If you if you do or do want to. Do, do or do not want to do something like open your mouth and talk. Right. Be a grown up. Mm. I would just hate this movement to be, I'm with you, Tracy. I would hate this movement to be watered down to a bunch of so and so try to have sex with me. Yeah. Like a lot of people are going to try to have sex with that me. That's totally what we're put on precedent. earth for. Like. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Is it inappropriate sometimes? The, the method, yeah. the manner, the place, the time? I just don't want to see that be the continuous thing. Like so and so try to have sex with me. Or, or when things actually do happen that are credible, we yeah. start looking at it like, oh, whatever, you know, because yeah. of yeah, these kind of things. Yeah, because it's a boy who cried wolf. Yeah, so anyway, and then, you know, Jane Franco gets hit with it, too. We're not going to get into that. Uh, he, he, you know, whatever. I don't know anything about that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, James Franco oh, yeah, he was... Oh, four of them. Yeah, yeah. so, and, and what's kind of crazy is I think he showed up, and Aziz both showed up with the Time's Up pins. From the Golden Globes, and then it's like the Some next women were like, Apparently, that's what enraged the girl to come out about Aziz is that she saw him wearing the Times Up pin, and, and she was quote, you know, whatever, like distraught triggered. or yeah, triggered, Triggered, some yeah. shit like that. You need to be triggered to talk when you when something's wrong. Yeah, but then then so then they hit James Franco with the same shit. So you know, whatever, man. This, I need to read that. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, you know, it is right. what it is. Where does the line get drawn, though? You know, it's like. If if you say hey would you like to go out and have drinks and at the the you know the first five minutes the guy says I want to have sex with you yeah it's like well you didn't do anything wrong but you definitely are being very inappropriate you stated your it's it's rude yeah but it's not wrong or criminal to say what you want right. yeah well I think I don't know I don't know where the lines drawn but I can see the solution to this turning into a Black Mirror episode where. Our core, our court, our visual hey, hey, cortex hey, hey. is recording everything. Huh? I, that sounds like an episode for the show. I've had, writing. You know, oh, well. friends <laughs> in the you entertainment industry yeah. who've said that you know, yeah, I've had guys who just want to get in my pants, and you got to be careful about what you agree to do. And it's like nothing bad happened, yeah. but you put yourself in a position where someone is attempting to do something, and it's like, well, those guys are guilty of. I mean, if I've had a, a woman who was like, I have to be careful about. You know, when a director or producer says, hey, you want to go out and have drinks and talk about a project. Right. Absolutely, because yeah. you never know what their intentions are. Of course. Now, they, you know, so it's like, well, even though they don't do anything wrong, but it, it is wrong. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. It well, just but, it, it just becomes so Sex ugly. contracts, man. It becomes well, so you, ugly. Well, you have to think about it like this. Even as a woman, even if, the, let's say that you go out to dr uh, drinks and dinner with a director and even if it doesn't turn into sex, even if he does not proposition you, people might see you and then draw that conclusion anyway and ruin mm. your reputation 
anyway. Yeah. So like, you know, you have to think about those things. No, it, it sucks. Uh, it's not good for anyone. So, yeah. You know. So the moral of the story is hashtag times up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, let's jump into the, the meat of this discussion, man. Do we, do we want to start off and just gloss over Last Jedi because that came out and we didn't really speak about it. You guys know I didn't see it. So I'm going to moonwalk out of this conversation and let y'all nerd it out. Star really? Wars. <laughs> Who's three, that? two, action. Who saw it besides me and Corey? I saw it. I saw it. You, when mm. did you go see it? You making a face like, like, like two nights. Oh, you ago. rolled your eyes two nights ago. I, really? <laughs> Damn, yeah. two nights ago, you were the only one in the theater, huh? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think um, that was probably my least favorite Star Wars film. Damn, ever. you liked it less lower than, than, than the Hope Your Hope than the prequels. <laughs> yeah, l- less, less than, than the Phantom prequels. Uh, Corey, yeah. just let's remember, he didn't like Sicario. Don't get yeah, too surprised. he didn't like Sicario. <laughs> well, I didn't so. like Sicario. Continue, action. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like this one didn't really it. It wasn't really that deep. I feel like there wasn't that much character development. I feel like there wasn't a lot of shit actually going on. Like, I didn't like how Luke's, like, character arc was kind of handled in this. And the way he kind of went out, I just thought it was I expected that. Yeah, I kind of expected that. I expected that completely. Can I ask a legitimate question? Like, do we expect character development out of Star Wars films these now? Like, like you at least I felt like you got a little bit more. Yeah, they introduced them, and then you're supposed to learn about them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I felt like in the older films, I felt like the characters more lovable. They're more rounded characters. In this movie, it just seemed like everyone was just kind of a talking head, and I didn't really feel like anyone really developed throughout the whole movie. Mm -hmm. I didn't need any of the new characters in this film. I didn't need them. They could have kept them. Yeah. And and Rose existed for... I liked Rose. Rose is a ride-or-die chick, but I could have done without her, too. I didn't hate her. Some people hated her. I don't know why, but I could have done without her. Because um, that she she existed for that whole casino sidebar oh. plot that was very opulent and unnecessary. Mm. I'm going to tell you what I am mad at. <clears throat> I'm mad at what everybody else was mad at. Not Mary Poppins. But... I am mad at oh, Mary Poppins. <laughs> she popped up in Star Wars. Oh, <laughs> Leia's Mary Poppins, apparently. Uh, um, I mean, you could be mad at Mary Poppins, or you can, or you it, can take that how it, I took it, and she's like, "No, bitch, I'm Leia motherfucking Skywalker." Well, it, it caught me off guard because <laughs> I thought I thought that this was how she was gonna just like go away. I'm like, "Oh, that's how I'm, she dies." Okay, no, she said, like, "Nah, bitch, like, I'm coming no, back." Bitch, I was like, oh. "I'm Anakin's daughter." <laughs> Thank you very, much. and that was the same. okay. My, we'll back up though. Okay. Um, I don't even know what I was saying because I got excited. But I, I, I was, I'm mad at the same thing that everyone else is mad at. I'm mad at what they did with Ray in her origin story. Like, uh-huh. that was some bullshit. Fuck the writer for that. And I'm also mad about, like, we don't get to learn who Snoke is. Fuck him for that, too. And I feel like he, he, he said it didn't move the story forward, so I didn't put it in there. And I'm like, that's a very selfish choice because people have been writing with this for eight movies. Eight we need to we need to know these things. People are really excited from the last movie for that information to get revealed, and he just was like, "Fuck y'all," and I thought that was some bullshit. I lowered my expectations after um, the Force Awakens because I hated that movie with all my, we my heart and soul. <laughs> so honestly, I was just looking for laser battles, laser swords, and um, and space battles, and I got two and a half hours of that, so I was very entertained. I enjoyed it. I liked it actually. But but see- I just looked at it from a purely entertainment perspective yeah. because I, I don't give a shit anymore. Even the battles, I didn't think they were as good as in, in the older films because I remember like George Lucas talking about how he used to like take footage from like old like war footage and like mm-hmm. edit it together and stuff and there was like a pacing and kind of like a 
just a real interesting blocking of the battle scenes. And this one, I felt like it was really generic. It was spaceship chasing after another spaceship, it shooting like, it occasionally. It felt like the battle on Hoth again. Yeah. And it it did. like the, the, when, the red when ship, ship no, is hyperspaced like, into the other ship. You I, didn't like I did. That? I when did it went, like it. When it went oh, silent. Oh, and it blew it, up. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, come on. Light speed. That was light speed into a ship was pretty dope. Yeah. And it was silent for seven seconds. Which is really impressive. I, I, I liked it. Yeah. I'm not shitting on it. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, that. I'm saying, but the final battle scene, it felt like the the, the battle. The one where they were on the yeah. mineral planet. Yeah, but yeah, it yeah. felt like Hoth again. Yeah. yeah. And then that moment when Luke just kind of like brushes his shoulder. No, no, I'm sorry. I enjoyed that. You, I did. Now I was like, come on. Like, it's just again, poking too much fun at like, itself. <laughs> I'm sorry, bitch. I'm Luke motherfucking Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt about it, but I knew I knew I knew he was what was going Can we on there Mark too. Mark Hamill like, is a terrible actor. Very much. So. Like Mark Hamill is not good at acting. Like he's, he's a good voice actor. He's, yeah, yeah, he's a great actor. voice actor. Yeah. I mean, but uh, yeah, in real life, he needs to he needs to tap out. I mean, but he he kind of has like this is yeah, it for him. Right. We, yeah. I mean, we, he might be a force ghost later. Yeah. And shout out to the Porgs. The Porgs were cute and cuddly. Let's yeah. let no. So okay. Was anybody else excited for the return of Muppet Yoda? I was like, holy shit. Oh Not God. only Muppet is it Yoda, Yoda it's, it's it is Muppet, fucking Muppet Yoda. Yoda. Yeah, yeah. What's the alternative? I thought CGI Yoda. Yeah. When did they do this? The prequels. Yeah, the yeah. prequels. Oh. Because he had the lightsaber battles, they made him CGI so you could see him fight. Oh. And he was originally a Muppet. See, you but... only saw episode one, right? Yeah. See, in episode one, he was still a puppet. Oh, so you haven't seen okay. You actually haven't Yoda's witnessed CGI Yoda. No, he was CGI oh. Yoda. In, no, he in wasn't. Episode... episode one. I gotta go back and he's, watch it again. The Phantom puppet. Menace, yeah. he's a puppet? Yeah, he's a puppet. Yeah, he's a puppet. The movie okay. came out in 98. He was still a puppet. I'm gonna go back and watch it. I didn't know. Okay. They dumped all their money into Jar Jar Binks. So... <laughs> <laughs> but if you go back in the trivia, it's uh, he's a puppet. Okay, I'm gonna go back and watch it. But I fuck CGI Yoda. And then like when I see Muppet Yoda, like I was like, that's Muppet Yoda. They gave me my Muppet Yoda back. I'm so excited. I feel like other people like Muppet Yoda better too. I'm not the only one. It was a clean little move. I, I wasn't it. mad at it. I wasn't, I wasn't mad at it. I felt like Obi-Wan should have come back instead, but you know, he's dead, so he kinda can't. So real quick, so Princess Leia was in this? Yeah. 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 They okay. finished shooting it before she before died. Before she passed. Okay. But so I feel yeah, like they're just gonna CGI question. her into the last one, which no, they I hope yeah. not. They will. Yeah. So where does it, are these, are we in prequel land now, or what's no. happening No, now? I hate this you. This is a sequel. No, I, 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 I'm real quick. We're at the end of the story. We have, we have no, no, a no. solo Bef- movie left, and then what, what's between that and episode nine? Before the podcast, he didn't know that Rogue One was a prequel. We totally talked about this last year. Yeah. I, I, I totally checked out last year, man. Like, I Rogue One takes place between episodes three and four. Here's the thing. I'm a kinesthetic learner, so I have to like actually practice what is being talked about. If you're just talking, I don't give a fuck. You're right. I have to actually like see it and apply it to my life. As, you know, there's a whole thing going, and there's a lot of people that are out there like me, kinesthetic, non-Star Wars watching people. So I'm speaking <laughs> on their behalf. So, anyway, all right. So. No, it's not a prequel, but the solo movie, the next one is a prequel. Okay, that's like a prequel. That's gonna be the one that goes probably back the farthest. You think, or will mm-hmm. it? Well, because no, because no, because cause... Han Solo's like it'll probably be around the same time as like Rogue One. I would think. Well, no, no. it's before that. It be it might be the same time. Of episode one because no because Anakin's a little boy in that one and, and yeah but um Han's yeah, not, yeah you're Han's right, not you're right. Their, their age so yeah because I mean it's, it's probably like during the Clone Wars Harrison I think. Ford was in real life he was like thirty one when he was in episode four so if it would be before that yeah it'd be like the Clone Wars or Revenge of the Sith time frame maybe mm-hmm. something like that yeah actually no it might be after episode three I don't know we'll find out no it can't be because he shows up in episode four. 
But the difference between episode three and oh, four. Episode three and four. I'm sorry. Like, I'm thinking Rogue One. It was like one. 30 years or something. I'm, no, I'm thinking Rogue One. You're yeah. right. This is what so. Uh, what do y'all think about Ryan Johnson doing a whole new trilogy? I'm not mad at it. But I, I'm, I was disappointed with this trilogy. So, I mean, I really just wish. Who is Ryan Johnson? The he director. This one. No, fuck this him. One. He can he, go away. Yeah, he can well, go. He, oh, he was whack? He, I didn't like what he did with the story. And I didn't like, like, I don't like what he did. I don't like his writing. No, fuck him. Oh, he wrote this one too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They gave him writing. Oh. He can well, go away. Him some, okay. is he, he doesn't give a fuck about us. He, he, he made Leia no, uh, he, he made Ray a nobody. And we don't know who the fuck Snoke is still. So, fuck him. No. Damn, how do you feel about that statement? Um, I mean, I like Ryan Johnson. To me, I was just kind of like, I thought this film was okay. Like, I kind of felt how you did. Like, there wasn't a lot of character development. Uh And the fact that it feels like the film only takes place within, like, a few hours or something, that kind of annoyed me since you were waiting, like, two years for, like, story development that's, like, a couple hours. Uh Um, So they're doing, like, 24 (laughs) <laughs> I, I guess it, it is. It is very like it's more it's than a, a couple short, hours. It's I like mean, it's yeah. like eighteen hours. Oh, but yeah, okay. yeah. It's, well, yeah. It's like it's a very short time span. Mm. Um, and as far as like his decisions, like I wasn't too mad about Snoke, but I understand why people are mad because I didn't really like Snoke in the first place. Because I was like, how does this dude come out of nowhere? He wasn't in any of the last uh, movies or whatnot. And how to, I mean, the empire kind of annoyed me too because it's like, how did they imp- a whole another empire? A whole another empire. Whole another empire. <laughs> yeah, just comes yeah, out of fucking out of nowhere. nowhere. Yeah, I still think the and whole. Are you talking about the first that. order? Yeah, yeah. The, f- the first order, which is really the empire when just yes, regr- reborn, regr- yeah. regrouped. But I mean, I think the whole trilogy is lazy. So I, I I have faith that the next episode will maybe answer some questions about. Uh, Daisy or whatever. I, feel, I, I, I think they'll get to her. Daisy? Roy, her has Ray. a real name. I'm sorry. Oh, her real name is Daisy. Um, I mean, I, I feel like J.J. Abrams is going to give give a fuck about us at the very least. He He's not going to say fuck our feelings. Mm-hmm. He's not writing it, though. Oh, shit. He's oh, just he's, not? he's the director. I, well, I don't know 100%, but he's the director for hire because the other director was fucking up, so they fired him. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure so, he has a lot more creative control now. Of course. Since he, they, got, they had to get him like last minute, so... Hopefully he could do what he wants this time instead of like pandering to like Star Wars fans. What I want to see them do is do. I want to know. I want to see some new stories. Like this whole universe has unlimited amounts of content, and then they have content already that they've created that they could just rehash. But it's like we could could, go back to Endor and have more Ewok movies. Like you can you can build something bigger than Marvel for the next hundred years. People will watch these movies. They said that only the episodes are gonna be about the Skywalker family. But so they it could Star Wars could be a whole other thing after that. They need to they need to branch out. I think they need to go and tell someone else's story, not Han, not the Skywalker. Just do another story in another part of the galaxy a long time ago. I would um, really like for there to be more stories in that 30-year span between three and four so yeah. we can see more Darth Vader. That's what uh, I would like. Um, for me, like the way I got into Star Wars, because I didn't really like the original trilogy that much, but uh, there was a video game called Knights of the Old Republic, which is basically set maybe like a thousand years before like the Star Wa- the Skywalker trilogy or whatever and it's basically about a time where like Jedi and Sith are equal so they're like there's a bunch of Sith and there's a bunch of Jedi and they're like at war with each other and I love that video game and that's how I really grew to love Star Wars so that's pretty much what I would want to see like adapted hmm. so in the in the in the legendary words of Snoop are we just going to chill until the next episode <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah. I mean we'll see we'll see what happens okay 
All right, cool. I'm glad we're done with that segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So speaking of Star Wars and jumping into our queue here, um, let's talk about Bright. And the reason why I say speaking of Star Wars is because Max Landis has gone on saying that this is like his Star Wars. Max Landis is the guy who wrote Bright. This is like his Star Wars. It doesn't feel like Star Wars. Though. It doesn't. But it he's... feels more like Harry Potter. Right, right, right. But but I'm yeah, I didn't say it. It was him. Um First of all, I, I want to talk about something, man. This guy got three point five million dollars to write Bright, and he's is he is he related to John? Yeah, Lundin? that's, yes. his, that's yeah. his Okay. So as soon as I heard that, I was like, "This shit is crazy." And then I saw his nepotism, and I was like, "Oh, now it makes sense." <laughs> but not only did he make three point five million dollars to write Bright for Netflix, he turned down another one million dollars on the script in order for David Ayer to fucking direct it. So really, he was going to make four point five million for but writing. But then he Bright. insisted that that person directed. This is four point five for a script f- that wasn't really that good. It was cool. So if it anybody cool. doesn't know, we're talking cool. about Bright, uh, the ninety million dollar blockbuster that Netflix invested in, starring Will Smith and Joel Edgerton, um, which kind of actually blows my mind that it cost ninety million dollars. When yeah. you actually kind of look at where they shot at and yeah. things like that, they must have been building alleyways. Somewhere. Well, paying somebody three point five million dollars yeah. to write the fucking <laughs> script, I think I have a pretty good idea. And then I guess we know we know twenty million went to Will. We know probably eight million went to Edgerton, maybe. Oh, eight like to four. ten, four, maybe yeah. four. If, yeah, no, maybe. listen. If I, if this guy that wrote the script made three point five, I'm making at least ten. Yeah, Fuck yeah. that. Period, yo. Period. They were obviously flushing. And David Ayer's pulling this. probably a couple million. Yeah. yeah, so half of it probably went to salaries. The other half went to production. But yeah, I could see that. Um, how do we feel about this movie? I liked it. I didn't love it. I right. wasn't blown away. Right. But I, you know what? I wonder if it's like a reverse psychology thing because people talk so much shit about it mm-hmm. that when I watched, it, I was like, "This isn't bad." This What's wrong? I admit, I talked a lot of shit because the trailer, looked the trailer, terrible. Terrible. it looked yeah. awful. Yeah, that's I talked that. the utmost mm-hmm. highest pure shit. About the film, I didn't love it, didn't hate it. Um, that's all I really got for it. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't disappointed because yeah. I'm like you. I went in like this trailer's bullshit. So many critics were talking shit about it, but of course, there's theories on that. They probably nobody wants to see mm-hmm. uh, blockbusters yeah. straight to fucking Netflix, mm-hmm. and you know that's actually going to possibly put theaters out of business, which I don't think that's the case. But um, yeah, so I went into it fully like, all right, this is about to be some bullshit, and I. And it I wasn't, wasn't disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I, I was engaged, to be honest. In terms um, of fantasy movies, if you like fantasy movies, you, you'll you enjoy it somewhat. I enjoyed it. I am. I do want to see this universe go on. I do want to see what happens to these characters. I right. want to know what's going on in this world. Um, not with the same fervor that I appreciate of Harry Potter. Shout out to HBO for putting all eight, all yeah. eight of the movies. Up. The Harry Potter's? Yes, mm-hmm. they're available oh, nice. on HBO Go. Mm-hmm. Fucking nice. a. I've been watching Harry Potter over and over. That's what I've been watching. <laughs> if, you, if you were a real gangster, you would give everybody out there in, in podcast land your HBO Go login right now. Okay. Login it's not and happening. password. Mm-hmm. Login and password? Not mm-hmm. happening? Okay, The cool. fans is watching this shit. Fuck that. Okay. So, cool. Selfish. <laughs> set my shit down. Um, but no, I, it, it, I'm not with, not with the same level of fervor that I get excited about Harry Potter, but I'm like, this world is interesting enough that I want to see where it goes. And then, like, their attempt to somewhat ground it in reality, I thought was, like, successful. I believed mm-hmm. the people who were supposed to be real people. I believed that they were real people who lived in South Central Los Angeles. Like, mm-hmm. so, which I hadn't seen done before. Right. Because um, we talked about this last episode. People write 
dialogue for people in certain situations and I'm like ain't no way hell these people would talk like this or act like this right. I'm not gonna lie there was some terrible dialogue in this movie yeah. like, there was some I was gonna be like, like, oh, like no, the, whole the fairy, the fairy the lies fish. don't my, oh yeah, my fairy god lies I don't no, no 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 I'm not talking <laughs> about Will Smith he always has terrible dialogue in almost every movie he's in I'm talking about the people who are supposed to be like the LA natives like I, um, I believe them I believe mm-hmm. they would behave that way gotcha yeah, that whole opening with with Bone, the dude that lived next door, like that whole everything. That shit was funny though because the... they were laughing at him, like, and I felt like that was realistic. Just the you know, yeah. he was the one who seemed out of place. Yeah, yeah. He's um, not from L.A. though. He's a Philly dude. That was who? Will Smith. I was. Oh, I had oh, a yeah. tough time with the character. I was like, so a police officer and a nurse live next door to. Gangbangers, like quote unquote air quotes. That's LA, man. That's LA. Like, LA is like it's well, it's different, man. Okay. It's like the like the you be in the hood, you just don't know it. I've always thought that about like watching movies in LA, and you made that comment before yeah. that it's just like when you when you're here, when you're on the East Coast and you're in a bad neighborhood, you know it. You pretty much know it. Because it's like, oh, this is the projects. Yeah. Like yeah. you know it. And the projects might not look as bad like even in Virginia here I know people from New York like this looks nice and I'm like no it doesn't yeah. <laughs> and I know I know when I'm in New Orleans like don't go over there that's the project right. but in LA it's like people live in houses but right. still not safe yeah, yeah. it's crazy okay. palm trees it'd be like oh this is the fly shit you drive by just happened yesterday you know what I'm saying it's like that type of culture man so shout out to the gang culture in LA hope y'all you know Anyway, hope y'all get it together. <laughs> Don't shoot me when you see Treasy. Um, so, uh, yeah, man. Um, but do you think do you think Will Smith need to hang it up? Huh? I I don't no. think he needs to hang it up. I think uh, he doesn't have any any character variance when it comes to certain things, but he shows yeah. us that he's capable of character variance. Yeah. yeah, I think he has to work with like great writers and great directors. Yeah, like that's the main thing. Like not no more M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. I mean, yeah. David Ayer at this point, he's kind of like hit or miss to me. Very much. Just, I, Suicide I, Squad was awful. It was so. bad. I, what but I will I did say, like watch, though. yeah, yeah and, I love and, Underwatch. So, and apparently, that's what this film, you know, was sort of based off of. Mm-hmm. Um, the script for this film is based off of Underwatch. What I will say about David Ayer, though, I don't think anybody does L.A. Mexican gangsters better than David Ayer. Like they're all they always have this authentic feel to them. When you think about like even though he didn't direct it, when you think about training day, like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the whole situation with the get your shit pushed in and that whole mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. And then even end of watch, like it like the, the his portrayal of like the Mexican gangster is very scary. And then in Bright, you know, the guy who uh who played the the you the know the, in the wheelchair. Yeah, the gay yeah. drug lord in power. Uh what was his name in power? Anyway, you know who I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah. I don't watch uh, Bell. Oh, you don't yeah, watch Bell? I don't watch Bell. Oh, yeah, shit. I know. I forgot. I don't know his name. Well, he, yeah. he's also, if you watch Bloodline, he was the boyfriend to the, he's the husband, the ex-husband to the sister in in Bloodline that got hit. In, well, he died. Spoiler alert, he dies. <laughs> I only watched the two. first season of Bloodline, so I don't even Bloodline's know. Bloodline's amazing. But anyway, he's a, he's a pretty dope actor, but he was... He was he was very like chameleon like in this and kind of his aura was a little scary. I mean, you got this he guy. He's definitely in a fucking scary. I believed yeah. him. Yeah, so I, I give credit to David Ayer for that. He does Mexican LA gangster very well. Um, I think a lot of like I saw a lot of backlash against this film, and I wonder what you guys thought about it because a lot of people I think were trying to um, take the orcs mm-hmm. and directly like compare them to like black people. And I was like, this it's more so like a minority thing, and you have to think about fantasy elements too. Mm-hmm. Like when people were saying, um, 
about how the orcs were treated this way because of um, how the orcs chose like the Dark Lord uh, thousands of years ago or something like that. So people would be like, oh, black people didn't choose slavery. Like slavery chose us basically. Mm. So I was wondering what you guys thought about like the like did those comparisons work as far as like no. the orcs and no I don't I don't think so I, I I agree with you I think it's more about they're always being an underclass no matter what you do so like yeah. um and crazy young crazy shout out to him yeah, um, yeah. on Black from the Seven Five <laughs> <Black laughs> Seven Five podcast he made a good point he said you know that he believes that they chose Will Smith's a wife to be a white woman to show that human beings at this point. Um, in this universe are united and that race doesn't right. really matter at this point. Um, and that it's all about like people being territorial in another way right. and people um, elevating themselves above people, other people in another way. Right. So, um, and even among the fantastic creatures in there, like they even had like class separation um, right. along the different, I guess, species. I don't know which one to call them. Right. So, I, I wouldn't have compared them to black people. Maybe they're the black people of fantasy. Right. But, like, no, I wouldn't say that there was a direct parallel yeah. there. Yeah, and, and just to, an extension of what you said, to me, this was the proper use of race. Like, we always talk about racism, but we're all the same race. We're all a human race. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. to me, this was the proper use of racism. It's like the human race, and then you've got the orc race. And then the elf race, and then you know the fairy race. You know, the, to me, this is the proper use of racism, um, in my opinion, in in, in, in film. <laughs> so you're yeah. saying Star Trek got it right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And it wasn't a Trekkie, but yeah. The one thing that did annoy me is like that IA like um, storyline like never came back. Well, they're going to make yeah. a sequel. We'll the find IA storyline? Internal Remember affairs? when they oh, gave yeah. him like a, I, I guess they gave him a wire or something like that, told him to snitch on his partner. They were just trying to get him out. And I mean, in that respect, I would say that there is a parallel there between like black people being on police forces. Mm-hmm. But yeah. in terms of our overall story as a people, I'd say no. Right. How do you feel about Max Landis not writing the next one? I, I, I That'd be yeah. cool. that'd be dope. Yeah, I'm just I'm just <laughs> mad. He got 3.5 million. Low key to to me, like Max Landis is like the new David Goyer to me, because David mm-hmm. Goyer could come up with great concepts, but like his writing is always terrible. Mm-hmm. I think that's my, Max Landis will come up with a great concept and kind of just not follow it all the way through to me. Right. But I really didn't even think it was that great of a concept. Well, like, I said this um, on the last podcast too. It oh, is a direct ripoff of Alien Nation. That's, yeah. That's exactly I, yeah. what it is. The old movie with, what, who's in that? Like, I don't know. Um, but I know what you're talking about. Talking about it's yeah. with, with Mandy Patinkin and like, the the well, I'll say this, the orcs, uh, the orc character that's the cop, I don't remember their names because I watched this shit the first day it came out, mm. but like, is exactly like San Francisco, George, or whatever you want to call him. Mm. He's, he, he, he plays Mandy Patinkin, like it's exact same character. Mm. He's like, he's like dopey, lovable right. creature. That, that's the only thing that I'm, that, that just mm. baffles me is, is like, what about this script made Netflix say, yo, this is the one that we're going to bet the house on. I think it's the potential on. of the universe though. I thought it was yeah. because Will Smith and all that and. I think it was like a, a hurricane of all those things. Like Netflix is like, well, we've got this movie that's got Will Smith interested. Let's shoot our shot. But is that what yeah. happened? Is like the script, and then Will Smith got the script, and he's like, I'm interested in this shit. Or did they pitch? I mean, Maybe nobody knows pitched, the logistics. Yeah, nobody. But, but I think that had something to do with it. Yeah, but I, I mean, know. like, I mean, you're Netflix. You you've got money to throw away. 
you paid this guy three point fucking five million. <laughs> you could have paid another college kid half of that, and I think the world would have been a little bit better. The storyline could have been a little bit more fleshed. I mean, or out. they can bring in like J.K. Rowling, and it could be fucking amazing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's I what even, I would actually like why, to see happen. I'm really concerned. Like, I don't even know if people like Aaron Sorkin make this money, this much money to write a fucking script. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People that are like really, really, really dope. To get this much money to write a script, this is crazy. This is really like this fucking kid hit the lottery, man. But I'm hating and I'm gonna chill because I know I'm hating. <laughs> Don't so, be hating. Uh, all right. So yeah. So Bright didn't disappoint us. Okay. Cool. Um, do we think this is the end of the movie theater? Like blockbusters no. going straight no. to yeah. streaming? I, I I think I've said this before. I appreciate the experience of being there. Yeah. There are certain things that I'll say, I can watch that when it comes home and right. whatever, whenever it comes on, what I can watch it on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But there are other things that I'm like, no, I must go see this in the theater. Like, I wouldn't watch Black Panther at home. Right. If, I think the, if you brought it to me the day before, I'm like, no, yeah. I must go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think it's going to change what you see in the theaters, though. Okay. I think it's going to make it harder. I think harder. it already has. It's gonna, yeah, I mean, it, I, I agree. It's going to make it harder for the moonlights of, of the future to me to be in theaters. Because mm. it's not going to be economically... You know, or Netflix is like, we'll give you, you know, half of what, you know, you could get going into the theater, but the theater is a financial risk. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to change the landscape that way. Right. And I mean, blockbusters will stay in the theater, which is fine because that's kind of the optimum viewing, I think, anyways. With but, your sound and yeah. 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 I, I mean, told- I saw um, Star Wars and the seats rumbling and, Ooh. you know what I mean? Like, you hear all the surround sound, the big screen. Ooh. Chairs shaking. It was great. Shit's blowing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds crazy. I told y'all my theory, man, is I, I, I think that Netflix is gunning for a chain of theaters. Mm-hmm. I, well, I think that's what makes sense, you know, um, to you know, to have movies like this, to have a place to live for that theater experience and build a set of theaters that works with like the subscription the subscription based model. I mean, we see it happening with this whole movie pass thing, mm-hmm. you know. But that's what I think Netflix is vying to get in for. So I'm I think, super tempted to do movie pass. Yeah, so uh, what's the what's the background on that? $10 like a month, $10. And you get to see as many movies as you want. No as limit. As many as you no want. Limit. Ten, no limit. $10 any. a month? I mean, one it's a day, one, one a day, yeah. yeah. Dude, I don't know if it's crazy. one movie a day or you can only see the movie, but I think it, at the very least it's one movie a day. Martin, I'm, yeah. I'll be remiss to say, like, if you don't jump on this, you'd be a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you see to... the most movies out of yeah, all of us. you're, like, at the movies twice a week. Because if you go see a movie once... You, it's paid for itself. It's paid for I gotta much. see, but they don't, it doesn't go with like every theater. So I gotta see yeah. which Who theater. Supports it here? From what I looked at, it was almost every theater in the oh, area. Yeah. Um, I know you can't do 3D, but I don't like 3D anyway. I don't either. That's so annoying to have that thing on your face. Yeah. Pause. The last thing I thought saw in 3D was Avatar. Was Damn. Saying. So you, you, you got out early. Yeah. Well, you I realized it wasn't for me. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really. Early. I saw a few movies after that. Just because it was like, oh, that's the only one playing, and was I was just, it was like, I saw a Dr. Seuss movie. It wasn't yeah, that cool. Like yeah, I, I saw, saw like Transformers. Trans- yeah, I saw Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> but I never, no movie after Avatar made me go, I want to see it in 3D. Exactly. I saw it because it was like, well, that's the only one playing. I guess I gotta go. Yeah. And see it. Yeah. And you got glasses on glasses. And that sucks. Right. Yeah. That's fucking whack. They need to. They need. You need to come up with something. What, they put contacts in your eyes no, before you go in? <laughs> Maybe just Black like a little shit. screen on front, you know, it's not a full glass, but, you know, whatever. Oh, <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> Black Mirror Season 4 also dropped, and we didn't get a chance to really talk about it. So let's hit it, man. How did this, what do we think about this season? 
It was the weakest one yet. Yeah, it's a week. Whoa. Okay. Agreed. You didn't feel really? like that, Jesse? Oh, I, I liked mean, every I episode. It's still good, but it's it's the weakest. It's still good, but if I have oh, to yeah. compare it, it's yeah. the weakest. I think the expectation of how big this movement has grown for Black Mirror, mm-hmm. that you know, the obvious the influx in budget because there's bigger stars, there's bigger names attached to the directing, right? Mm-hmm. I think all of that and then the delivery Mm. Is what hits the plateau for me, you know. Like you, we've got less expectation on season three, mm-hmm. right? You know, less star power in season. Th- well, I can't say less star power. There's a lot of good stars in season three, but probably not as much budget as in anticipation mm-hmm. as season four. And it delivered every episode in season three to me delivered. It definitely you know what I'm did. Saying? That felt like the pinnacle of Black Mirror. Well, what I didn't point. like was that there were a lot of themes and concepts that we saw in seasons one, two, and three. And I wanted to see new stories. Right. Yeah. I feel like, do you guys feel like that's a problem? Like you're starting to see the formula of the show too much? Yeah, and I don't want to kinda... see that. Like what I liked about all the other seasons, all these episodes were really fresh and really you know original to some mm-hmm. degree. Mm-hmm. But to see episodes in season four that were very, very similar to other episodes. Mm-hmm. Like but, it's like, you can't yeah. be, you could be similar to, be to something fair, else. Like, but, Hang the DJ was very reminiscent San of San Junipero, but I yeah. still enjoyed it probably yeah. the most. That was my favorite this season. Yeah, and and I was okay with that one, but what I I didn't like Archangel for them. Factor. I loved Archangel. I liked Archangel that. was trash. Which one was Archangel that? Was I don't even remember. Worst. That was the one about the dog. It was Jodie Foster. Oh, it, it got, I mean, yeah. it was okay. It got bad at the end to me. Like I was with it up until like because I didn't believe that she would just. Beat her mom with like the computer. I wanted her to much. kill her mom. Like, yeah, like I, I did. did. I didn't no. believe that. Guy. I wanted her to kill her mom. That's why I wow. thought it was going. Well, like when she ran away, I was like, "Boo!" Exactly. <laughs> it was like uh, the ending is so lackluster. Oh, like, yeah. But I mean, to me, it's the most realistic. To me, it's the mm-hmm. one out of this entire season where I'm like, "Yo, we're kind of here." Yeah. At this point, yeah. and it was more of a cautionary tale. You know, it's like it was less you about don't technology. You want to see your kid fucking? Like, no, you, no, you don't. And then, and then, you know, as a parent, so it's a good topic. I don't want to see my kid fucking. Right. And then, if you do, do you have the conversation with them, or do you mm. just act like you never saw? That it? was so mm. weird. Well, is it weird or is it real though? I don't know. I would. I can't imagine. I. It seemed like okay, and watching it, the natural progression is it seemed like a good idea up until a certain point. But I'm like, yo, you lost your kid. That's your fault. Like. You're all paranoid, but I'm like, watch your kid. It's weird. But I think that's what goes into the whole thing. It's like you're doing all this to protect your kid. You want her around. She's a miracle baby. You had a C-section. You know, all there's so much that goes into like mm-hmm. this kid. Like I just want to protect her. You know, so now you have the situation where she's no longer on a leash, and you don't know how to handle it because all you've done is protect. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she's it's a like helicopter parent. I mean, I it it makes I don't know, but but I'm I was thinking about it as I was watching it. Like, if you have that much control and monitoring your child, like, at what age do you give that up? Right. Because right. because when they become like preteens and teenagers, that's when they really start fucking up their lives. Mm-hmm. I know that's when I start fucking my life up. Right. So, so right. but I was just thinking, like, on the other end of that, like, can you really stop your kids from growing into adults? You can't. Mm-hmm. Um. And and you, you can. can't make them be the people you want them to be. So like. What do you do? You don't I, do that. I would say, see, and this is why I'm surprised you don't like it, because to me, this is like the poster child for, a, 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 I think, a, a mantra that's used for parenting that I really like. You know, you don't believe in censorship. Just mm-hmm. some no, I believe are, in boundaries. You yeah. believe in boundaries. And, and and I feel like that this this episode was like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but when she's, you start talking what, what, about... Oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like, Because she tried to censor things. Yeah, her. yeah. So it's like, so to, this is like the biggest ally for your style of parenting. It's like, yeah. see what happens when you try to censor motherfuckers now. <laughs> They're going to beat you in the they face with a fire. They don't develop, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> for me, so. it, it reminded me of like, when I went to college, 
I knew a bunch of women from high school right. that went to college and they had they had like super strict parents. Right. They went to college and they, they lost their fucking yeah. minds. Yeah. I, I know those and, girls too. Yeah, and it's like you, the you end up creating the one thing you wanted to prevent all mm-hmm. along. Yep. So you have good intentions, but you end up preventing it. But I'm with Martin. I just the ending to me was not the Black Mirror that I know and love. Right. And I just didn't give a shit. I totally want to smash her. And then it was so common <laughs> to uh, the entire history of you in terms of you know reporting it, right. and things. Well, that was so. the thing with Crocodile. I felt like was really really like um, the entire history of you, which oh. the entire history oh. of you is my well, yeah. favorite of the entire Black Mirror series. Oh, really? That's my favorite episode. Mm. I've I've gone back and watched it, and when people are like, "What's Black Mirror?" I'm like, "Watch the entire history of you." That is a good. One. I enjoyed. Crocodile a lot. That was I think, my favorite. Crocodile. I think that that's like a lie spiraling out of control. Mm-hmm. Like the farther you run from your sins, the more tired you are when they catch up with you type thing, right? Yeah. So um, I really enjoyed Crocodile, but I enjoyed it in the same way that I enjoyed the entire history of you because I knew eventually like it would just spiral out of control. Right. But it, it was just kind of like, I like this, but I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. You know, just like I said, hang the DJ. Like I right. liked it, yeah. but I was like, I've seen it before. So I'm with you. Like I felt like it was weak, not because mm-hmm. the episodes weren't good, but because it was like. And Callister to me was Terrible. just like the Christmas special. I didn't, you know, no. the whole that was whoa. actually that was probably my favorite episode. This season. Was, I, I can see why. <laughs> I didn't. Totally I didn't think I was gonna like that yeah. episode. I skipped it at first. And I don't even it remember last. which one that is. Yeah. I, I watched so much shit. Jesse be watching shit all out of order. Oh, yeah. 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 It was. It was a white, white Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see yeah. that. The whole you know taking your and put you in a cookie personification, a digital personification of you, and you know teetering on. Is it abuse yeah. if you're like not real, but you represent a well, real they, you? They use the they use the word cookie in the Black Museum episode, uh-huh. um, and so there. I think that some of the episodes are tied together, but not necessarily all of them. Uh-huh. But if you also notice that um, the the museum curator or whatever you want to call him, he worked at a hospital called Saint Juniper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was thinking, huh? I'm not mad at Easter eggs, I, and I'm not mad at a shared universe. I'm just mad at episodes that are like. Literally the same as other episodes. Right. Like, well, to me, it's like I could, as someone who plays video games, I'm like it. This episode actually like references like one of the planets they go to is a reference to Mass Effect, which is like one of my favorite video games. But basically, as someone who plays video games, I could see like video games get into some point where mm-hmm. you're using like, uh, like a consciousness of someone and putting it into the video game and playing with them. Like, I could, I could totally see that happening. That's like but, when you put yourself in the video game now where it can, like, put you in the game. I saw my homeboy do it. It was really creepy. We've been doing yeah. that since NBA Live, dog. <laughs> no, I think that's the game. characters with afros and shit. No, 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 no. But you couldn't be Jordan. What I'm saying is, like, like, this him. one actually had his face. I don't uh, know what game oh, it is. Well, my thing yeah, was, I, I was on the fence stuff. about, like, okay, in the, in the episode... They're not the real human being. It's a digital personification. So what of, the fuck is the problem? Yeah, I kind of was well, like, no, it, be, why it becomes a crime put this like later in a coma. on. Yeah. <laughs> right. like, it's a crime. That's why he's not doing it like at his office. Yes. Oh, so it, it is considered home. a crime. Yeah. So, okay. A crime. Well, well, they talk about that in the Black Museum episode too. Yeah. They were saying like it, it's illegal for you to put a real consciousness into an inanimate object. And that's why right. with the girl on the tape, which Black Museum was better than I thought it would be because I was so worried. Black yeah. Museum felt Black like Museum, um, so it was just tales from the crypt. Tales yeah. from the dark side. From is from from the dark side. But I liked Black Museum. It wasn't my favorite. I didn't favorite, dislike but... it, but I was watching it going, this is an episode of Tales from the Dark Side. Like, we're going to get a fun finale at the end. It's not what we think it is. Yeah. Right. And I liked um, Metalhead, but I couldn't give it my favorite. But I, it was number two for me. Metalhead was terrifying. Yeah, mm-hmm. in which... 
That was the only episode to me that was like, okay, this is different. We the end seen of it pissed form. me off. Why did I, I kinda, that's kind of They did all that shit for a teddy bear. I wasn't so. That's kind of fly. You don't think that's kind of dope? But it was for a kid though. It's for a kid that, a that had kid. a dying kid that had a terminal terminal illness. I mean, it's stupid. I wouldn't have done it either. Yeah. <laughs> but they did it. Well, they they didn't go there knowing that the dogs were going to be there. They kind of went there just um, thinking like they could just get it and go. Like once the dogs got on their trail, like they they probably regretted doing the whole thing. Right. Yo, that was an yeah. amazing piece. Okay, but here's the thing. It was two things. The fact that they broke into something to steal a teddy bear, number one. And then mm-hmm. number two, the fact that the fucking toy factory has like a deadly security system. Like, yeah. you killing niggas over teddy bears, cuz? Like, but it wasn't. I mean, the the dogs, I guess, were attached probably loosely to the whatever caused the end of the world. That's what I interpreted it as. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily for the teddy bears. But. So I would imagine they were probably used for some sort of like war purpose maybe I don't know or something like that and then it's like we don't have nobody else to kill so we're just killing movies but that's why I, I like that episode because it, no, it, allowed... was, it was there for security yeah, though secu- I thought it, they were securing the factory basically. yeah that's what it was oh but no but well the, their their perimeter extended way beyond well yeah the, what I figured what was like it was like it was, it, like a, a, it was a uniform a like security thing so for all I guess maybe a corporation will have several factories or several businesses and they just use those dogs to like patrol them Oh, okay. That's what I figured it was. So had they never broken into it, they would have never had a problem with the dogs? Pretty much. Yeah. They well, well, they might have had problems with other dogs because they, they knew there was something looming. Like, because they pulled up to the fact. They, was they like, knew it was some dangerous yeah, shit there. Yeah, they was there. like, get in, get out. I, I don't know why we're doing this. So they knew something was. Yeah, and was, they were questioning it. They yeah. didn't want to do it, but it was, you know. I mean, First I of all, if you want to go do that fuck shit for your nephew that's dying, that's yeah. cool. But how you convince, like, three other motherfuckers to go, yeah. I looked at it as, you know, it's end of the world you're trying to bring you know hope in a hopeless place right. humanity you know okay rihanna i know <laughs> <laughs> right but I, I like that episode because you know and some people didn't like it but i liked it because it allowed my thoughts to wander mm-hmm. and i was okay with that mm-hmm. i you know i kind of enjoy that in my storytelling it allowed us to think a little bit come up with your own thoughts things yeah. like that i almost killed my dog after that one i was like no, fuck yo, this yo you know people's down the street yeah, they'll come well, after fuck us that, yo if they see the episode they be on board yo. <laughs> they be like hold on kill real dogs we don't want these fucking robot dogs yo like coming out of nowhere mm-hmm. yeah man so um but I also that like that terrifying. i'm noticing that you know cuz it's popular on social media so people are posting on facebook and whatnot everybody seems to have their own list and I, I enjoy that the show brings that to people. Yeah. Everybody likes. I, I'm sure all of us have our favorite episode. And it's completely different. Hang the DJ for me. So, and I, I like that. I think that's a, f- a fun show. It's a way of you know bringing people together, kind of sort of. But people it who is. are not into it, like trying to get them on the train, is like the hardest thing in the world. Because I've yeah. been telling people about Black Mirror before Netflix actually picked it up. Because episode one is not the best episode. It's not. And it, it's not a bad episode, but it's not. It's not the best to sell you. I told people just it go was ahead. weird, and I stayed there. Yeah. I did. I think I think it's a good episode because I think it's it like episode one really isn't about technology. Like it feels like something that could happen like in our current like day, mm-hmm. and it's basically just a thriller from like beginning to end. Right. So I think as an episode, like yeah, it's pretty crazy towards the end, but I think it's a good starting episode just because it's a straightforward thriller. Be like like hey, metal, metalhead is like a straight. Right. I think they should thriller. do merits. I I told people watch merits first. That's my favorite episode. And then, that, and then from there, hard. go 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 as you please. Like right. that to me is the perfect example of the kind See, of. It's yeah. crazy. No, no, nosedive is my favorite episode, which is a good episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's okay. You said the marriage joint though. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. my favorite. Yeah. San Junipero is probably my. 
favorite episode. Entire history of you, like Toby Kebbell just spiraling out of fucking control because his wife's a hoe. It's great. That's <laughs> what about you, Jesse? Yeah. San Junipero is my favorite. I really like Hated in the Nation, too. I did, too. Yeah, I and feel, A lot of people don't like it. I feel I like find that was a, lot of, a better yeah. version of the first episode. Okay. To me, you know what I'm saying? Like first episode of the the very first episode of the season. Oh, one, okay. The pilot. Yeah. yeah to yeah. me, Hated in the Nation is like a better version of that. Yeah, you gotta. I can see where you say that. Yeah. yeah. You gotta do things to, to make things happen, and you get fucked in the end, anyways. Yeah. So yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> um. See, I like Crocodile though, man. I re- Crocodile I re- was I, so I was, was good. I, it went a way that I didn't expect it to go, and I was like, "Oh shit, we're here." Man, when when. When homegirl started praying, I was like, man, we, this is some fucked up shit. Yeah. Like, it, it just made me uncomfortable. I was like, oh, yeah. this girl is going the distance. Yeah. She's she's in it to win it. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I, you had asked me about why it was called Crocodile. And that, to me, sums it up, too, because she didn't care. Well, so. I think she did care, though. I think that's what the ending showed us. Like, she mm-hmm. killed a kid. She knew she went too far. Mm-hmm. She was completely, like, in discomfort. We murdered a baby. We murdered a blind baby. Yeah, a blind baby. First Can of I, all, a blind baby. Well, Come on. First now. of all, let me tell you. I Bugsy Malone is one of my favorite fucking movies growing up. So the fact that they were singing like the um the song at the end of Bugsy Malone mm. and it was like really fucking. Have you ever watched that movie? Uh-uh. That's a really creepy scene at okay. the end of Bugsy Malone because they're like, you know, the concept of it. No. It's like Scott Bayo at like twelve, and he plays like this um detective um in like speakeasy era America and like they're killing each other but like with pies. And then they invent like the, the the Tommy gun, but it shoots out like <laughs> pie filling. <laughs> what? First of all, Scott Bayo at twelve is hilarious. But, <laughs> but, it, 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 but at the end, they sing that they they at the end it becomes like a farce. Like the pies don't really kill anybody. Oh. And then they start singing that song. We could have been anything that we wanted. Oh and God. I thought I was the only one who gave a fuck about Bugsy Malone as a movie. But the fact that it showed up in Black Mirror, I was like, oh, You're this like, is great. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, uh, one thing about Crocodile, like I heard this on the. Uh, I, I guess slash film cast their podcast, but basically, it was called crocodile because like a crocodile tears. Because I guess when like crocodiles eat things, sometimes it seems like they're crying. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're remorseful, but they're killing this thing at the same time. And that was basically like her story. She was remorseful, but she's still like killing all these people yeah. at the same time. Yeah, it's pretty dope. I like that. I like the parallel. Um, Hang the DJ. I think that's the only one we really haven't talked about. Hang the DJ was dope to me. Hang the DJ was really like good. if Tinder was, was actually like effective. Yeah, yeah, and and everybody understood like the ending, right? No, I didn't get the ending. Like, was it all fake? Was it when, no? Was it, was, all, it was the it computer was a cookie, program yeah. simulating like their okay. compatibility. Oh, okay. it was the personification of what happens an algorithm. In, in an app algorithm. God, algorithm, algorithm. Oh, okay. sorry. Yeah. So yeah. So it. So I interpreted it as the very last scene where they were in the bar and they kind of were like had this distant, you know, that from was the, real the, life. that was the real life. But it took all those other scenarios. Uh-huh. Like you remember when when they finally when they climbed the wall mm-hmm. and they went into this thing and it was like all of those couples were them. Yeah. And then you know they went through the simulation a thousand times and nine hundred and ninety eight of those times or nine hundred and ninety six of those times mm-hmm. they Ended rebelled against together. the system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. how they made. The, this is your match, ninety nine point nine ninety nine point six, you know, percent chance. This is your match because a thousand times in a simulated environment, you guys stuck together and went against the system. Mm. It's know, just so showing okay. what happens, you know, yeah. in the app. 
So, so in the end, they were meeting each other. They were meeting up for a yeah, date for, for the, the first time. time. Yeah, yeah, meeting in the, the first time. Okay, yeah. it took. I had to ask him about it too. I was like, "Yo, what the fuck happened?" It's yeah. like eHarmony more than yeah. it is right. Tinder, but yeah. yeah, yeah, it's more like eHarmony exactly. So, I really like that. And um, and who said it on the group chat? They said like if um, Black Museum, the last episode, that was a good like way to wrap up the series. If they didn't do a season five. Black Mirror was a good way. Did, did somebody say that on the group chat? Or did I did I see I hear that somewhere else? I think either you or Corey said it. I didn't. I okay, yeah. I didn't. Say oh, it wasn't me because I'm <laughs> trying to figure out who said it. Yeah, yeah. But but I so it must have been on another podcast. I heard somebody say that. But I think that that's a great way to explain you know Black Museum. Like if Black Mirror did not have a season five, the it ending will. of the ending of this season was a good way to sort of wrap up the entire series. You know. Just you know, this story that pulls in all a bunch of elements from different seasons. And, uh-huh. Black Mirror is gonna get a season five. We love it way too much. It's like one of the things that people show up on Netflix for. Right. I need more episodes though. Like, give me ten, twelve. I mean, go, well, they're go. giving you short, like they're giving you full. I'm not mad. I want more. I want, I want more. Well, I hear you. I think he's writing most of them himself. I think that's why it takes so long. Yeah, yeah. one man, Charlie. Yeah, God bless that man. So, what do y'all think as far as like a lot of people are saying now that since this is like a weaker season, do you think he should let other people write the episodes? I think so. I think he should have been doing that. I mean, yeah. I think he's he's made three great seasons, and I wouldn't just like kick him to the curb over like one bad season. Well, it's I, not a I, bad not, season, not, yeah. but it's not kicking him to the curb because you know we still want him to be the showrunner. But yeah. just you know, I think Some fresh I, ideas. I, yeah, I think one person you, you know you're gonna you're gonna fall you know victim to what it is you think, and there's other people that think other shit. You know, there's yeah. so many people that are inspired by your series that have these great ideas that could probably go places that you never thought of, but you gotta let go in order for that to happen. But then you get things like Electric Dreams, and- dude. Electric Dreams, <laughs> yo, yeah. Martin, you said it the best. Would you say you have so much respect for Charlie for Charlie Char- Booker? Yeah, now? for Charlie Booker after seeing Electric Dreams. Yeah, because Electric Dreams, yeah. I, I can't even lie. I was excited about it, and I have yet to get through one episode. I was I, cautious about it. The oh. intro is so bootleg. The intro, <laughs> bro. The intro. It's, like a, yeah, it's like a sci-fi shit. show. Yeah. It's like so HBO terrible. in the 80s. Yeah. It is bad. No, and the show doesn't even really need an intro. Like Black Mirror doesn't have an intro. We don't yeah, need it. Whoever, came, whoever made that intro... Is resigned. It's bad. So if if you guys don't know, man, Electric Dreams is like it's inspired by I guess uh, stories of Philip K. Dick, mm-hmm. and it's pretty much am- it's it, it's on Amazon, um, Amazon's video service, and it just seems like the answer to or an extension of the the whole Black Mirror universe uh, technology going awry, and you know, and where we're going with technology. So I mean, in in its defense, I mean Philip K. Dick. Who who wrote a lot of those yeah, stories? It's like 50s. the pioneer. Yeah, he is kind of a pioneer of that right, and he wrote so many short stories and a lot of the famous sci-fi that we love today. Right. So I mean, but the execution is just really bad. Is Philip K. Dick dead? Yes. Okay, we might want to check his grave because he probably rolled the fuck over <laughs> in his grave. say he died. Please don't fact check. I think he died right around Blade Runner coming out. Okay. Oh, and I want to say I read an article. He got to see like a rough cut of. Blade Runner well, before he died. But, you know, you got Blade Runner, Minority Report, Total Recall. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I there's so many films that he did. Yeah. I so. imagine that Philip K. Dick and, and Steve Jobs are suffering from the same, you know, post, what mm. do they call it? Post posthumous <laughs> symptoms <laughs> of like disappointment <laughs> jumping, syndrome. Jumping jacks in the fucking tomb. <laughs> you know? I mean, there's oh. even an episode in Electric Dreams where a character is named Philip Dick. It's like, right. it's like, all right, guys. Like, 
Yeah. I mean, um, of all the episodes, though, and I mentioned this to you guys earlier, I did enjoy Safe and Sound. Because Safe and Sound was cool. Safe and Sound was, like, the best thing that came out of it. Shout out to Algie Smith for being in that one, too. <laughs> yeah. Safe, Safe and Sound. Would, give us a synopsis on that one. So, Safe and Sound is, um, in the future, I guess, like, there's... It reminded me somewhat of, like, the Hunger Games. Yeah. There are people like who the... live, like, off the grid and outside of the system, mm-hmm. um, and they live in what's called bubbles. Mm-hmm. But it's and on the west coast of America. It's on the west mm-hmm. coast. And on the east coast, people are very much, like, tied to technology, and everything is monitored for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they are told that the people who live off the grid are terrorists and that they're constantly being attacked and mm-hmm. all propaganda. And this mother and daughter, who is a mother who's a diplomat, and her daughter um, move... <clears throat> excuse me, to the East Coast while she's doing like diplomatic work and her daughter doesn't have what's called a DEX, which is like their monitoring system that in, in this ingrained into their daily life. So the daughter feels like she can't function in her high school without it. Mm. And, and she's she, getting bullied, made fun of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's only like a few other kids who don't do it. Mm. Um, and so they, she sneaks and gets one um, and it spirals out of control. Like, did you realize what was happening as it was happening? I felt like... Of course I, I did. I figured yeah. it out. Because the show's not that good, so I saw it a million years ahead of time. I still but wasn't mad, though. Wasn't like, mad. Um, but basically, like, she gets it, and she calls customer care, and then, like, this customer care guy shows up and starts helping her, and then he starts talking to her mm. and, like, kind of manipulating her behavior, and it ends up with a terrorist attack that's not really real that they engineer to try to reinforce that their technology needs to be ingrained and the people who are off the grid are evil. Mm. And it, it, it was like a way for them to frame her mom. It was, it was, it was pretty good. I liked it. Mm. I mean, it was telegraphed, like you said, but I, I enjoyed it. Right. And then they showed you how they did it at the end. But oh. the other part of it was the girl didn't know if she was going crazy or not. Her father was uh, paranoid schizophrenic and he had died. Oh. And so she wasn't sure if what she was experiencing was she reality. Knows. She thought maybe, because at one point she took it off. And it kept talking to her, so she thought she was having a psychotic break. Um, but it was but she also still to, went wrong with it. It was also to push new technology, right? Because she had of like just imagine the decks like your iPhone. Okay, mm-hmm. she had like the newest version, mm. but nobody else did. So it had it had oh. features that were considered a little controversial. So when the incident happened to frame her mom, it pushed through. The agenda to get the new technology passed. Gotcha. You know, like oh, like the you know the Patriot Act kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, like you gotta have a gotta have a plane crash to get. It was in that space. Gotcha. Yeah, but they, so, they were they used the tech that they used, like you said, they used the um these fake terror attacks to to push their agenda to make more money. <laughs> yeah. So and you know these are all relevant concepts and themes, but the execution was the best of all the episodes. I agree. Like. That I've seen, like I have like an episode and a half left. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I. I mean, I'm. I'm shitting on the show, but I haven't effectively finished an entire episode. But, it. You know, I know it didn't grab me and grip me the same way Black Mirror did and compel mm-hmm. me to finish. So with these concepts, because it sounds like it's still like the concept. Like hearing you guys explain it conceptually, it sounds really dope, right? That yeah. that a one, lot of the stories are. To me, good stories on paper. It's the execution that's just bad. And when you say the execution, exactly what do you Uh, mean? A little bit of the style, the the pace, the dialogue, you know, how they, it it just. Well, I mean, 
Electric Dreams is shot kind of like a TV show, like almost mm-hmm. a sci-fi TV show, whereas mm-hmm. Black Mirror is shot like short films, right? Like maybe five or six short films, and I guess that's kind of the difference in execution, right? Mm-hmm. That little difference makes a big difference. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. I just that the first episode with Terrence Howard and Anna Pack when like I just was like the funny thing I is they like spoiled it. that episode from all the thumbnails. Yeah. They spoiled the hell out of that episode, which I was like, that sucks. Yeah, that's the yeah. Anyway, all right, so. We're not on board with. You didn't get dreams. through the Anna Paquin one because that's not even about, the worst episode. I got yes, about like sixty percent through. Dang, you couldn't get through that. You're yeah. gonna, you may not make it. To you the might just line. skip to the one we're talking about, and then you probably could be and, done. And what was the name of that one again? Safe, Safe and, and sound. sound. Safe and sound. I might have to just. Yeah, let me jump into that one first. I kind of like the uh, the one with Rob Stark. I'm like, uh, well, you guys, know, nobody knows. Like <laughs> Jesse's like the only one who would know that reference. But it's it's like the one where these is like normal people and telepaths, and basically they're at war with each other. That's like the only one. I really like this season. No, I actually enjoyed that one too, but that yeah. was part of the original series before they expanded it, right? Mm-hmm. I like uh, that one but too. But I mean, I just didn't like the ending of it. I was just like, this is this is hokey. Mm-hmm. It was called like um, The Hoodmaker. The hood- you might yeah. enjoy that one too. Oh, okay. The Hoodmaker. Mm-hmm. Why would I enjoy The Hoodmaker? Because it didn't suck. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I thought it sucked. Oh, this okay. guy. Oh, and D. Reese did the last episode. I didn't. I, I got yet. two more to go yeah. before um, I will probably never watch this shit again. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it again. Yo, if they make it again, I'll, I'll watch it. Again. I'm gonna watch it yeah, now. What's wild is you get like these really dope actors, and it's like this shitty television. Like I don't understand it. Like I wish I could just copy and paste these people into from, Black Mirror. Into Black yeah, Mirror. Like, yeah. Why, Brian Cranston? Why did you have yeah. to do this? Yeah, man. Because in pounds, the euros are like, better than. Yeah. Oh. The Steve Buscemi one would be my runner-up so far. That felt Number... like an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, yeah, it did. did I he... didn't. I didn't even quite figure out what was going on there. I yeah, didn't, it was kind of confusing. It was then. confusing. I because they were like their poor sign, and I was like, so they're pigs, but they need. It was weird. Mm. Yeah, it was okay. weird. Fucking weird. Did you? So are you on to it, Jesse? I, you... I just watched like half of the episode with Brian Cranston. Kind of passed that. That, that okay. one you could. Yeah. Right. One one small thing I like is like I'm a. Like probably the Arch Android is probably one of my favorite R and B albums. Oh, that albums. one! I, that one I did like. So too. I, I mean, I didn't like the episode, Monet, right? yeah. but yeah, but Janelle Monae she plays like a cyborg or android type of thing. So I thought that was a, a cool casting choice. Yeah, because she kind of has that disposition anyway to me. She's like, so well, yeah, her pretty. first, her she, first she three did. albums are like that's the narrative. Is like she's an android type of thing. Oh, yeah. okay. And I don't ever want to see Brian Cranston fucking ever again. Almost every episode, well, a lot of episodes have sex scenes, but yeah, like Brian Cranston and Side Cheek. And oh, it's, it's not your style, it's not my style. I ain't gonna lie, this is like watching True Blood and seeing Anna Paquin have these great sex scenes, and then watching this. I was like, yo, this is this is terrible. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, yeah, all right, well, fuck a less your dreams, I guess. Um. Um, I want to bring up this show. Uh, anyway, The Shy. Has anybody else watched The Shy? You're the only one. I watched the first episode. Okay. (laughs) Nobody else watched it. I will. I keep saying I will. I'm going to. Rob Hill told me to, so I should. This is one of these confusing things to me, man, because it's like everybody talks about this show being so good, and I really cannot get into it. This is this. It's. I don't want to use the terms poor writing. I really don't, mm. considering who wrote it. You understand what I'm saying? And and I'm 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 really at attention with Lena Waite right now, and I'm really excited about her. But this show is really not anything is that she is really it? dope. 
No, I think she's so just writing. Sometimes writing can be good and directing can be bad. It, and like, yeah. I don't know if like she's if a, you because you guys are technical and you make films, maybe you can really discern between the two. Well, in the TV she's world, a, the writer she's is a the showrunner. Boss. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like she has pretty much say over everything that happens. For right. the, I mean, it's a collaborative process. But in TV, it's like the executive producer is really like the director, yeah. whereas in movies, it's like the director is the director. Right. Mm. So so she has a lot of control over this thing, man. But one, the two things I'll say: one, the trailer, the trailer to me is very misleading to mm-hmm. what this is the 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 amount of tension that I'm ex, I'm going to experience in this show. The you know the amount of like I'm a, I really love hardcore crime, you know, like I like crime, right? This is just this whole entire okay. This whole entire show so far, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep watching it, is based around a kid who finds a dead body, takes a chain off of him, some shoes off of him, and now he becomes the guy who's suspected is as the killing. The boy from Moonlight, like Co- it looked like him. No, from not the him. It's it's a guy by the name of Kugi. Have you ever seen Kicks, the main kid? In well, Kicks? I think that kid yeah. is in the movie, isn't he? The, the kid that, that kid plays who is in Moonlight. Is, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He he's the little. He's a little yeah. Yeah, but he, it looks like him on the poster. Yeah, but he's so that's what so maybe it's gonna progress into his storyline is very prominent. Like there's there's so many different stories, but all so of it's Brandon con- from Kicks is the main kid though. Yes, okay. he's, well he's he's with, who it starts off with. Okay, he's, his, his character's name is Coogie, and he's actually the brother to Jason Mitchell, who played okay, Easy E. Yeah. Right. Um. So all of these lives are basically we're seeing how all of these lives are intertwined, but because of this murder that we don't know who killed what. So well, I don't know if it's going in the direction of a murder mystery. I don't know if it's like. These are all these lives that are connected by this murder and how this one murder affects so many lives. And this is the narrative so like, uh, of Babel? Chicago. <laughs> Babel. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Um, like, I don't know what perspective is coming from, but right now it's completely failing to me. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not a clear. I'm not going to say failing, man. It's like I hate to use these harsh words against this because it hasn't developed all the way yet. And and she could throw a, a, a dramatic curveball that changes the whole way I experience this show. But right now, the acting is not connecting. The story is not really connecting. It's very, it, when you talk about telegraphing, like it's just very, you know where everything is going, like mm-hmm. based upon who these characters are and where they're sitting in this situation. So at this point, nothing that's going to happen is going to surprise me. Now, the second episode, they introduced a character who to me, it, it, you know, may have a little bit of weight in the series. He's kind of like, what he, he seems like the, almost the Avon Barksdale of Chicago, where it's like he's the big over, you know, drug lord and he's got everybody in his pocket, you know. So now maybe we're going to start getting to some elements that sort of feel like the wire. But right now this feels completely like, OK, if if Black Mirror is the wire, this feels like the electric <laughs> dreams of the wire. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not even trying to be. Funny, I remember you being you know what I'm saying? pretty excited about this show, too. Extremely excited. Yeah. Now you're, I was now extremely you're. excited about this show. Um, because I was a fan of the wire and 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 I am very interested in in the 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 criminal geography of Chicago because I know there's a basis behind it. So the only thing the, the the only thing that this show has done to me so far is made it like, okay, these killings that happen in Chicago maybe are not as senseless 
as they seem to be, right? They, they it's seem never to be as conne- simple as what the media gives you. Right. It, it, it never is. And and that's the part, that's the only part to me that I can say that I'm completely proud of. It's like, we don't know why this kid was murdered, but there's been a couple of other murder. well, there's been another murder that's happened since, and we understand why he was murdered. And it wasn't, it, it wasn't anything random. You understand what I'm saying? So um, that's the only thing that I can say I can appreciate about the show right now. Everything else has fallen short. So, it's, how many episodes have it have been released? Two so far. Just two. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll watch it when I have more to watch. Though I don't. I, it's just two episodes. I have to binge mm. things now because that's what Netflix has done to me. Yeah. And I can't even watch regular TV anymore. I'm like, ah, oh, wait till three more episodes. That was come their up. plan. That was their plan. Oh, that was their plan. Based on the description you just gave, I don't think I want to watch it. Anymore. Actually, I am yeah. intrigued in the story. Based, actually, you make it sound interesting. So. Okay. But I want to. I I want to wait until there's like five, and then I'll watch it. But I, yeah, I'm just confused because everybody's talking about this show like it's the next coming of Jesus Christ. I think that and, people don't watch, and I've heard people say this that they don't watch television and movies with the same critical eye that we do. Right. So their expectations are probably just much lower. Gotcha. Okay. Well. Um, well, yeah. I, I. To me, it's kind of like a, like kind of how I felt. I think I talked to you with you about a Chirac or something, how, how I kind of softened to it a little bit mm-hmm. because I found the difference between like, okay, LA gangster movies, right? Like you had Minister Society, you had Boys in the Hood. So when Don't Be a Menace in South Central while drinking your juice in the hood came out, mm-hmm. like it wasn't really that, like people weren't that mad because we already had these staples or this structure to go off of. Right. So it was this when the satire came out or when the parody or when the jokes came out, people could laugh at it. When like I remember, uh, who directed Friday? Um, F. 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 Gary Gray. When he was talking about like I guess back in the day before they made the movie, I think him and Ice Cube and DJ Pooh were talking about yeah we need to make a movie about the hood that isn't necessarily about like the gangs and the violence and stuff like that. Right. Just having to be like what what's the day in the hood type of thing. Right. And I think with the shy it's kind of like also doing that like Chirac messed up to me where it's like okay we're gonna we're it's not satire but it's not the genre that you actually want to see about Chicago because. That that part of Chicago has like never been put on film. Like the actual like criminality, like the gangs and like crime and like the what you really want to see about Chicago. Mm-hmm. They're not name, gonna tell that they're story. They're not gonna. Yeah, yeah. You I mean, know but why they tell the tell wire it. is like they tell that story in the wire though. Yeah. Like that's they, why I was. They like, tell it in the wire, but it's also I don't know. They're not gonna tell that story because I think that when when people really see what happened in Chicago in terms of like how gentrification has really played in a role in upping the upping the violence in certain parts of the city like they're not going to want to take responsibility for that. Mm. I'm well, I mean, Baltimore like the wire definitely looks at like the effects of like I guess the government on like poor people and stuff like that. This ain't the government though. That's yeah. not what happened in Chicago. It's regular ass people. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I do want to see where it unfolds. Super right now, it's just to me, it's missing the mark. Um, but I'm apparently I'm watching a different show than everybody else. <laughs> I will yeah. say the kids, like the kid, uh, I, I, the the youngest kid from Moonlight. I don't know his real name, but that whole story with him and his two friends, yeah. they're probably the best things about the show. Like, there's you know, there's these young kids can't be no more than thirteen, fourteen. And, you know, and they're just, their conversations are on an adult level. You know, the way they're talking shit, cursing with each other, talking about having sex and, like, all, you know, and that sort of thing. Man, well, I don't think so much talking about having sex, but, 
just like talking about you know male female relationships in that manner like they're just very raw and that's probably the my my favorite part of the you show. You feel like it's realistic and reminiscent of your childhood? Uh, yeah, actually I do. I feel yeah. like you know that's a good that's a that's a good sample size of like a coming of age story. There's there's a story there, you know, that I would like to see continuously unfold. I, I guess with me like the main what I think is the main problem is basically that the story that she's trying to tell, like when you think of the shot, you think you have a very vivid image of like what you think this story is going to be and she's trying to subvert that mm -hmm. but the story that she's subverting isn't as interesting as it could be or should be so it's like well I'd rather see the other thing and this is my problem with the trailer the trailer the trailer makes you think it's like way more yeah it <laughs> makes it feel like it's the wire yeah you know what I'm saying and they market it to you so, I mean, yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's my problem. It's like yeah. she is subverting it, but that, that I think the trailer is what did it for me. It's, yeah, it's you have to misdirected. You have to be interested enough or you have to have enough like meat and potatoes that people are going to stay if you're not going to give them what they thought they were going to get, basically. Correct. Well yeah. put. Um, anything else? Uh, you know, since nobody else is watching the shot, anything else left to talk about? I yeah. saw Proud Mary. That was terrible. Oh, Proud Mary's Proud Mary's I out. I heard some people you, say that it was good. You had to oh, see it to figure bad. that out. Well, you know what, though? Here's, here's, here's the thing. Like, I said, oh, I, I said, you, you didn't like it? Well, I, I you said, liked it? I didn't see it. I said, it looked oh. entertaining. Man. It looked terrible. I saw, and well, I said, I think, I don't think we ever released it, but I said, we had a thing about like actors we don't like. And I think I said, like, Taraji B. Henson because I wanted her to do like better things. Like, I wanted her to do genre films. So I figured, like, if I'm going to say that, I actually have to go and support and like watch the genre stuff that she does. Right. And, it's it's just like it so you feels. Didn't, you didn't like her in Hidden Figures either. No, I didn't like Hidden Figures. Ooh. Oh wow. Okay. Oh, I finally yeah. watched it. I actually did like I, it. I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> yeah. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's just a really cheap movie to me. Like and Does like it, a lot of stuff doesn't like make sense. It looked like a knockoff of like Jackie Brown to me. Yeah. I mean, that's Jackie that's Brown. that's basically I like. I didn't watch the, the movie yet though. Jack, first of I all, mean, let's clear something up. <laughs> uh, Pam, yeah. uh, uh, oh Pam shit, Greer. Pam Greer did, was not uh, sliding on ground, shooting people. She had one gun scene, and she never used the gun. So I, under I understand. So how that got, how your lines got crossed there? Now, no, it's like, like a black exploitation, like black exploitation yeah. like Coffee or Foxy Brown right. or something like that. It, yeah, it, it looked like shitty. Like the font looked like that to me, but that's <laughs> yeah. So the trailer was reminiscent. It had the same feel. It felt like Atomic Blonde. Yeah. It's yeah, basically, exactly. yeah, it's kind of like Atomic Blonde, but way shittier, basically. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it looks terrible, man. Yeah, somebody, somebody greenlit that shit at some she's point. She's not the best actress in everything. Who, Taraji? Yeah, she's not. Oh. I mean, I ain't gonna lie, she's not that good here. Oh, okay. I mean, Danny Glover is probably the best actor, but it's is still bad. I mean, I like Danny That's Glover. your selling point? That's your... That's Don't your, shit on Danny Glover. Don't do it. I mean, Don't I'm do not, it. I'm not I'm shitting not, on I'm him. Talking about, I'm talking about him. him. That's yeah. Yeah. But in 2018, like, Danny Glover's your selling point? That's kind of bad. I see Danny Glover in some shit where he's scary as fuck. I'm, I'm just saying. What was that movie? Color Switchback? Purple. No. I knew you were going to fucking tell. Yeah, he was kind of scary. He Color was purple. scary, but no. not. I think it was like Switchback. It's like him and like... Dennis Quaid, like he was like a scary black cowboy. It was weird, but he was scary. It, it's weird because it feels is some of those shots. I think it looks like they, they might have reused them, and some of the shots are like they shot with, with like a T two. You are weak. <laughs> with a T two I. Yo, I was looking at this shit like yo. 
terrible. I, I will go on record and say yeah. the movie did not look terrible to me. I was actually very excited because I said this is something completely out of the box for Taraji. And and you know this is this is a cool this looks like a cool space for her but well I, I hope you watch it because there's a there's a villain in the movie that they don't even resolve resolve that story <laughs> dude just like Martin is dude weak. just like disappears <laughs> it's so bad you know? I've never that, seen Martin yeah. this week Martin's out the show like 90s action movies when they would put random people in like when Cindy Crawford had an action movie and like Cindy Den- Crawford? yeah and like Dennis Rodman was in an the action long, movie the long kiss goodnight I heard it was terrible yeah like movies like that like the 90s nobody wanted when, to see when, Gina Thomas fuck people up yeah like oh, I enjoyed it but. I mean okay Randy so Harlan. as far as like if you're doing homage to black exploitation, like there's good ones to me. Like I, I actually really like Undercover <laughs> oh, Brother. Martin is actually crying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, I like Undercover Brother. I love I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. I like Black Dynamite. Mm-hmm. So when they have scenes that look cheap, they're really doing an homage to like black exploitation because mm-hmm. people didn't have money to like get really good sets. And with scenes look cheap here, it's just like, I mean, it's just bad. It's just bad. Like, Damn. And it wasn't yeah. a parody, right? It was like a legit action movie, right? Yeah, it's a okay. legit action movie. Damn, I have Proud Mary on my list. You should still go see it because everybody on everybody on yeah. Facebook is like, "Why is Sony trying to sh- trying to like throw away Proud Mary?" And I'm like, it probably because it sucks. Yeah, yeah. Nah. yeah. I'm mean, at this phase in life where I just want to support um, black films. No, and so. that's that's what that's what they were saying. And um, Octavia Spencer made a post about that, and uh-huh. she was like, you know. We should support it because what happens is we can put out three or four movies that do great. And she mm-hmm. was she said Girls Trip did great, and then like Hidden Figures did great, and then you put out one movie that doesn't do so good, and they're like, oh, black people can't make movies, right? So she was like, support it anyway. I'll say this too, man. I'll say this as a cheat code for anybody who's really trying to get a movie greenlit right now. I think if you're paying attention to the signs of what's happening in Hollywood. You need to go ahead and make a movie and make sure that the protagonist is a very strong female character and there's probably an 80% chance it's going to get greenlit right now because I think Hollywood is very interested in like, all right, man, it's time's up. You know what I'm saying? It's like well, it's I mean, the woman's time. There's so, a lot of women. Yeah, there's a lot of women. So in the world. So what, whatever story, Jesse, mm-hmm. right, whatever story you're thinking about writing, mm-hmm. you know that white male lead actor that you had? Uh-huh. Just, make him a, <laughs> just make him a female. I'm pretty uh-huh. sure it wasn't white guy. Proud Mary. I don't know. I mean, no, it, wasn't. it wasn't. Okay. I, just, I, don't, I don't see Jesse. It's like... directed by an Iranian. Yeah, I know. It's... Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Sounds like, yeah. But yeah, take whoever that protagonist, if it's a male, go ahead and flip that bad boy, make a male, take, change all the he's to she's, mm-hmm. just control F, change <laughs> he you to can make, she. You can make him an Indian replace. dude. Just as cool. And, and it'll get greenlit, man. I'm telling you, that's that's the route right now. That's I will my say, advice, though. Make him an Indian code. dude. It'll be just as cool. I will say in the theater, people did like enjoy the movie. That were why it was kind of like a girls' trip vibe. Were where, they laughing? Where people were like laughing and like, um, I mean, they were having fun. So right. yeah, I mean, I thought it was terrible, but like people had fun. So I mean, you might have fun. Right, right. Yeah, I see. Proud Mary. Anything else that we we've seen? Did I finally watched The Handmaid's Tale, and I was so pleased. Really? I'm I'm dumb late, but I was so pleased, and it freaked me out a little bit. The the, the I've never seen it, so you never seen the original? Uh uh-uh. uh, never seen the original. Haven't I seen watched it. the original yeah, probably when I was my daughter's age, and I had no fucking business watching that. Um, okay. but the series is so much better, and the series obviously the book was written like forever ago, but mm-hmm. like the series um is set like more in modern times now. And 
I enjoyed it so much. I just it follows it parallels the original up into a point, mm -hmm. and then obviously because it's a series that's going to go on in this universe, it kind of veers off. Mm. So I knew what some of the stuff that was happening, what was where it was going. Um, but it's really about this dystopian future where the religious right, like extreme religious right, has seized control of our government mm. and Inquisition type shit. No, it it's, <laughs> but they're 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 just as corrupt and inhumane, even though they're supposed to be the ones who are good. Okay. Um, and it was really scary because what they did was there was all these terrorist attacks, and so they implemented martial law, and then they fucking over overthrew the government. They like went into Congress and killed everybody oh, and shit. fucking took over, and then they made women like second class citizens, and all these people are infertile. And what a handmaid is is those are the ones who are left to be fertile, and so they mm -hmm. um decide that they need to use the handmaids to continue the human population, but they only pair them up with like these powerful men and they like rape them on the days when they're ovulating through the month. Oh, okay. That but, went dark. That's heavy. It's a very dark show. It's a okay. very dark show. That's why I said I had no business watching right, it when I was 10. Right. But it, it's like really weird. Like it's rape, but it's like they train them to go get raped. And basically, mm -hmm. they have them like on the days when they're ovulating. They have they have what's called a ceremony, and it's them going to have sex with like the husbands in the house where they're right. where they're assigned. And like they have to lay in the wife's lap to simulate that he's like having sex with her. Okay. While they're it's so odd, that but sounds... they make it like a religious ceremony to have sex. That whole show sounds and they, uncomfortable. And they use like scripture to justify raping these women every month. Okay. It's like it's, but it's really good. It's oh, wow. really, really, really good. good. Okay. They they did a great job with it. I was, and the movie is good. Right. It's got like who's in it? Um, Natasha Richards, Faye Dunaway's in it, and Robert Duvall. Oh wow, Robert Duvall. Yeah, it's good. Um, in the future, like they've changed the name of America to like Gilead, and like, mm. yeah, they have like this strict religious slash like military rule it's really really good i i encourage people if you like sci-fi if you like dystopian future movies like mm. but the reason it scared me because you know of everything that's going on in our political climate yeah. i was like fuck this could happen well what scared me is like this stuff is like happening at certain mm. certain parts mm -hmm. of the world like it's insane when mm. you think about it you know what you know what's curious or what i'm curious do do, do shows like this do they become the thing that give people confidence to speak out, like because it's just it's, it's just not a new story though. They they made this movie, they made a movie before, right? But one has to question like the timing of the show and the timing of like all of these allegations because it, it the show kind of like came before you know before before Weinstein pretty much set oh, it off. You're talking about right? the men in power and the rape yeah. thing. Weinstein set it off before that. You know, it was big talk about Bill Cosby, right? Mm -hmm. But in between that was Handmaid's Tales, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So it's like, does it? Does, one has to think. You, like, you are think, they? Re I don't think it was that. I mean, show. There, there's a lot of art and life, that, life like, and art kind like, of stuff. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, yeah, there's a lot of themes that coincide, like as far as like power structures and men in power, like abusing their power against sure. women and stuff like that, right? So I don't know if people found that as an inspiration. I think Handmaid's Tale being greenlit is kind of just, I mean, I think. It's fucking yeah. good. Right. But, it was yeah. a story, it was a story right? that deserved to be uh, rebooted. Did, didn't it win something like yeah, a Yeah, I mean, like I, think Elizabeth Ma I, I think Elizabeth Moss, I think is her name. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah, I think she won like a Golden Globe or Emmy. Or she something keeps like that. winning, and I, I, I like her, but I'm not as impressed with her right. as everyone else. She was a child actress, I believe. 
Oh, the first well, she was a Mad Men. No, she's a child actress, I believe. I read an article too. They apparently they shoot the show like all shallow depth of field too. Interesting. So yeah, like, it the, is really shallow. Very so like, yeah, watch it. like the the focus pullers are like beast ass focus pullers. Gotta be like, yeah, shallow so. like that. I'm not gonna lie, that movie or that show sounds like I need to be in a certain mood to watch it. There's a lot You're going on. You're not gonna there. be grossed out. Like the rape scenes are they're rape scenes like by definition because these women have no authority to say no. Or, okay. Just like like in slavery, but it's not them screaming and crying. Gotcha. And it's okay. Not that. Right. I mean, it's I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, what is it shown is. Like way what worse, you did, way yeah. worse than what uh, is shown type okay, of thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Sounds heavy though. I'm not gonna lie. The flesh offering was a bit much for me. I was oh, just like, oh shit. The flesh offering. Yeah, I watch it. Anything, <laughs> anything similar to uh, David Lopan and the girls with the green eyes and Big Trouble Little China? Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesse feels me though. Huh? Well, maybe not. All right. Cool. Um. I, oh, I watched the David Letterman thing. Oh, it was good? Oh, the first episode. Well, you know, the whole uh, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. The first episode, they had Barack Obama. Oh. My really president. good. Really. I'm, you know, it's he's pretty like much. He's like Dumbledore out this bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, if 45 it... is, is, is Voldemort, he's Dumbledore. Uh, it goes over my head, but I hear you. Um, Jesse <laughs> Fields. Jesse Fields. Oh, Jesse Fields. Yes. I get the reference. Um, but, like, David Letterman, you know, it's pretty much the David Letterman show. All conversation, not a lot of jokes, and not a big set. It's pretty mm-hmm. much, you know, just on this stage, there's an audience, and there's just a good intimate, you know, it's real journalism to some degree. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I think this is, Dave, I, I really like Letterman in this space, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm very excited. And it's pretty much going to be a weekly show on Netflix. So I think next, oh, it's kind of like the Chelsea Handler thing. Gotcha. So the next episode is going to be George Clooney. And then I, I think Jay-Z is in an episode. Okay. And, so it's uh, I'm I'm interested. I'm I'm going to stick with this one cuz I really like I really like this Dave Letterman is at this place in his life where he can say whatever the fuck he wants. He doesn't need and, the money. And Netflix mm-hmm. lets you. Yeah, and Netflix lets you. And then he's having people that, you know, obviously he has I didn't good see Netflix doing that. Like a almost a traditional TV show where you release something every week. Yeah. I didn't see that happening. Yeah, but I I could see it working. They got the Chelsea Handler thing, they got this. Like they they're coming for the gold, man. <laughs> Netflix, I don't think they plan on stopping anytime soon. So, um, between that and you know what they're doing with these comedians, I just they're I, I did enjoy the last two Dave, um, Dave Chappelle specials mm-hmm. popping. I think in in maybe under ten years we're gonna see mega blockbusters on Netflix. Yeah, like two hundred million dollar films. Mm. Or it's you, become something we didn't we didn't yeah. imagine that it would become. So I like I don't know where or it's then, going next. Or what will like happen it. is there'll be you know episode seven of you know or episode twelve of Star Wars is in the theater. Episode thirteen is on Netflix. Mm. Episode fourteen is back in the theater. They better be like done that. at nine. There needs to it needs to stop. At I wasn't nine. being <laughs> cap, Captain Literal. I was just. <laughs> I'm a yeah, yeah, Dave Chappelle, the, uh, the equanimity was was dope, and I re- between the two, I don't know which one I, li- I really like the Bird Revelation. I like the whole. Yeah, I like the Bird Revelation probably best. Yeah, that that one, you know, and I'm 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 guessing the title comes from the story he talked about with Charlie Parker. Yeah, you know, and, you know Charlie Parker's Bird, but um, those are two interesting titles to me for comedy specials: yeah. <laughs> equanimity and and the Bird Revelation. But Dave Chappelle's just hit this stride of just complete like mastery. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I never had him in the greatest conversation of stand-up comedians until now. Well, you know, he's been getting, like, a lot of backlash. And I don't know. The way I feel is, like, you know, 
to me, Dave Chappelle is so great at it that sometimes I feel like, yo, some people just don't deserve Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Like, some people, like, like the art of comedy is kind of like making you offended and then kind of making making you understand something or maybe having a safe space to, like, really think about a subject and, like, a lot of people are getting on him because of jokes that they feel like he doesn't have the right to tell. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, to those people, like, yo, just don't watch. Like, it's free. It's on Netflix. Like, <laughs> you, yeah. can, you can just not. You got the right to not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think he's the perfect, you know, uh, canvas to say, to talk about a lot of what he talked about just because he's, you know, he's, he went through, you know, an ostrac, what do they call it? Ostrac, ostracizing yo, period. That, that was like, because remembering that time and thinking like, yo, you're wild for walking away from exactly. 50 million. Yeah, and then now I, knowing like, yeah, it was that was only ten percent of what he was making them. Like right. when he was supposed to get half, like that right. that was that's a hard decision. Well, what's even more important to me is how they framed him mm-hmm. in yeah. that time period, and now where he's at now. You know, you didn't, you know, media wasn't the same then as it was now. You know, we couldn't do too much of your own research about these sort of things. Um, but under seeing where things are now, seeing how things have unfolded now, I didn't need to get here to believe him though. I didn't, I didn't need to get here to know that he was, he was fine. Like when I saw him on Inside the Actor Studio, I was like, yeah, what the fuck did fine. they do to Dave? Exactly. He, no. he seemed completely sane and like in his right mind. And he was just like, look, y'all, it's some shit y'all don't understand. Right. But he didn't seem crazy at all to me. No, he didn't. But I, I think it was, uh, you know, to people like us, right? Like, yeah. I don't think he seemed crazy to us, but I think mainstream, it was hard to fathom. Them. Or maybe people just don't watch inside the actor studio. Like maybe they don't take the time maybe. to really like know who these people are. They're they're perfectly fine with what's fed to them. But maybe. He, in his own, and you know what I took away from that, and he was like, um, he was like, I don't like to hear people being called crazy. It's dismissive. We decide that they're insane because we don't understand them. Like right. I've taken that with me right. and applied it to my life. And so like, yeah, there are things that you wouldn't necessarily do. It's not a, a way that I wouldn't necessarily handle a situation. Right. Um, but him being on the other side of that, like. He's not crazy. Like right. I, I, just it's just weird to me. Like yeah. that it took. I mean, not necessarily you, but it, that it took people to get all the way here to say, "Oh, Dave's back." Like he didn't go anywhere. Right. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Agreed. But it, uh, you know, I think the timing of all of this just really works in his favor. You know, because you know, I, I, there's no other way to explain it. It's just the timing of what is happening now in the climate. It's just a perfect time for him to drop back in and be like, "Remember what I said, bitches!" Like, oh, like you know, yeah. you know, and and it just lends so much validity to his comedy because yeah. now he can say whatever he wants and always and he was doing that and come back saying, "Oh, you remember y'all called me crazy when I was saying that?" So you know, think twice before you you questioning what I'm saying now, sort of shit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I kind of get like. Because before I didn't really understand why he would be hating on Key and Peele a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. They're I doing felt like, his show. Well, no, they're doing they're doing <laughs> sketch comedy. Like they're doing, and to me, the thing with Key and Peele was like they always did like the mise en scene, where it's like they did costuming, they did the way they shot it, it's like the way they wrote it, the way they acted it. They were doing genre, they basically doing genre short films as like sketch. I thought that was completely different from like. Dave show. I mean, the the format of like doing stand up and then going into a sketch, doing stand up, going to a st- sketch. That's definitely his format. But as far as the sketches themselves, like I think they have the right to do black sketches because they're black. And I and I thought the way the filmmaking aspect of it, I thought that's really what they brought to the sketch genre. And I've seen like a lot of YouTubers kind of like continue that on. So I never really felt like they were biting him. But I can understand like him being like let go or whatever and then Comedy Central reason 
brings in two other people and they're doing a sketch showing they're black and him being in his feelings about that probably could say like, yo, they were biting the whole time. Right. So I mean, but that's what that's what John Leguizamo said about Mad TV. He was like, I had what was it called? Like House of Buggin'. Yeah, he was like, like, they took yeah. all the Spanish people off put white people called it Mad TV. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So I mean and somebody watching that might say, Oh, it's two different shows, but I'm like, uh, it's kinda not. Yeah, it's the same shit. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the, the the you know you're never gonna reinvent the wheel. This is you know. that's true. So so I mean, but it, but what I would love to see at this point now is Dave Chappelle and Jordan Peele collaborate. It, with, when you think yeah. about their consciousness and how you know, there's obviously uh, if those two people in in, in the, I think the them room, writing together would probably oh be amazing. God, though. that's what I'm saying. Like I would love to see them collaborate on a project at this point. Um, so anyway, it's just you know funny how life works out. Um. Are we done here with the Q man? Anything else anybody want to talk about? Um, I would say go see Brawl on uh, Cell Block ninety nine. It's on Amazon. I really like that movie. Go see it. I it's got, on the TV. Right. <laughs> I got about twenty minutes through it, and I, I must say, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I can't wait to finish it. And I want yeah. to see the Bone Tomahawk. Is it called? Or? Yeah, that was his first movie. Yeah, I think. First, yeah. So or one of his first. I'm movies. interested in this yeah. guy. I had no idea they made a movie about the DC sniper. Yeah. I'm super duper late, but I watched it, and it didn't suck. I haven't watched it, but I, something about like Caprice, Blue, Blue Caprice. Caprice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I remember seeing the thumbnail. Actually, after I watched the Unabomber series, I was like, how come they ain't made no sniper movie yet? So I Googled I was like, oh shit, they did. Oh I shit, watched, I can watch it. I watched it. the Unabomber series. It was pretty good. It's pretty dope, it right? It was pretty good. Uh, it wasn't wasn't Mindhunter, but it was good. Right. You know, I, I enjoyed ex- it. I didn't expect it to be Mindhunter. I'm going to tell you what impressed me, though, about the Unabomber series was that they did a very good job. I feel like his brother was very instrumental in it because they did yes. a very good job of humanizing him right. and making him a a whole person. Right. Well, and yeah. I don't feel like any other movie about serial killers like made you at some point empathize with the serial killer, which made me uncomfortable. Right. But I was just like, you know what? Emphasize with the killer or the brother? The killer. Oh. I, I, there were moments where I empathized with Ted Kaczynski because mm-hmm. I saw him as a person and not like this evil boogeyman. Um, yeah. It doesn't mean that I don't think that he didn't deserve to go to jail or, or any of those things because, you know, he did some heinous things. But it was just kind of like, you're a person and not this dark, shadowy figure. And I mm-hmm. think they did a really good job with keeping him a full human being. Right. Which I think, I, I mean, I think, I think, you know, I think that's a humane thing to do. I think because, people deserve that, right. though. Well, because, I, I mean, me personally, I learned a lot from this show. I didn't really know too much about the whole Unabomber. First of all, I didn't even realize how recent it was. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. you know, Unabomber's some 70s shit or no, something. No, I remember <laughs> when they caught him, I yeah. didn't realize how far back it went. I didn't realize right. he had been doing it that long. Right. But, you know, the cause for which he was fighting for... He's not wrong, and that's what's creepy. When you listen to him, and it's like, fuck, you make sense. Post 9 11, a lot of what he's doing makes a lot of fucking sense. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like his ideology yeah you don't need to fucking kill people but yeah you know but it, you, you we're at this place as human beings where we understand it a little bit more mm-hmm. you know whereas like before you know i, I, I you know we have a lot more controlled messages you know the th- and i mean he said something as simple as a traffic light right mm-hmm. like that we still obey it even when it's not useful and it's kind of like we, he said how we tailor our lives to fit the technology. And I mean, and that's like, it, it kind of feeds into what we were talking about in Electric Dreams with yep. um, with the episode Safe and Sound. But I was just like, fuck, we weren't even like our phones. Like how much of our life revolves around our ability to have access to the internet was not as big then nope. and it is now. And then how much of our life revolves around the extension of that is us having a computer in our hand all yep. day. So yep. like he's... 
he's not wrong. And that's the, that's this crazy part. Like it's that's his, that's his scary part. It's his yeah. behavior in, in order to get his message out. And the sad part is he did all of that and it fell on deaf ears. Because yeah. well, we still out here married to our phones that yeah. you're, you know, probably well, you, listen to our podcast. You on. murder multiple people. Your message tends to get a little diluted. Yeah. <laughs> he maimed more people than he murdered. Well, I That's know, the crazy but I mean, part. he maimed and murdered. It's hard to say people. that when I mean countries go to war, you know. So yeah, it's yeah. it's hard to say, you know. The, I don't think the message gets diluted because you kill people. I think the message gets diluted because there was a controlled, you know, the 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 message that was that got out was a lot more controlled. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a there's a way to, you know, it's easy to intercept what you're saying. You know, rebuffer it. And then redistribute, you know, redistribute the message and call you crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you're not yeah, in control of the medium through which the the, the information is delivered, yeah. like it's very easy for people to call you crazy. We just talked about we Dave talked, Chappelle. Exactly. <laughs> it's like all these tie in together. You know, it's like it's fucking. You know, the well, use of technology and the use of censorship and how it just really. It just really muffles things. You know, watch the Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. I'm just telling you, like it's crazy. Yeah. What I liked about it is, you know, that and Mindhunter did it too, was that you have the quote unquote good guys and you you create like a little internal struggle mm-hmm. of people who ultimately have the same goal to catch the bad guy, but they don't, you know, you're trying to f- prove it using writing and I'm trying to prove it using, you know, forensics, yeah. forensics and, tra- and quote unquote traditional methods of right. police work. So you have people that mean well right. in their intentions, but they can't line mm-hmm. up. Because yeah. they're they're at they're at they're banging heads, you know. So yeah. I just think that's an interesting dynamic to watch, and they do it in Mindhunter too. So agreed, yeah. agreed. Well, cool, man. Well, let's uh, go ahead and pull this together. I think the moral of the story is Sam Worthington needs us to stop acting. He, but he wasn't that bad in the in the he, he, he wasn't, wasn't that bad. what you went from Avatar to Terminator to the Unabomber on USA series. Actually, I'm just he, he was Discovery. not. He was it was on Discovery, and he was not bad. Oh, he wasn't. No, he wasn't bad. I actually he's thought he was good. He's not a bad actor. I'm just saying. World, I've never seen an actor take no that much of a, a moonwalk. This motherfucker. No one gives a fuck. No one cares. I, I just want. He's going. He's going to be in Avatar too. Laz Alonso was in Avatar also. That was a glow up. You understand what I'm saying? That was a glow up for him. Yeah. Yeah, that was a glow up. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Sam Worthington was the star of Avatar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a glow down. Mine was, <laughs> my, this, the dim this, down. Yeah, this, Sam Worthington really had did really start out here and yeah. just perpetually has gone down. Yeah, so I, you know, but he's not a bad. Get idea. a new agent. No, he was get a new he, agent. Sam, that's he all does I'm need a new agent. He but new he agent. actually he was good in the Unabomber. Like, well, he was. I'm, I'm not, when I was saying he needs to stop acting, it's not because his acting was bad. I'm just saying that like you just can't keep he getting needs progressively new worse. You know, you're he's taking worse roles. Yeah, so. the roles are not that great in terms of like prestige. I agree, but like th- this was good. It was good. That's all. Y'all just kill my fucking joke with a bunch of logic. <laughs> I obviously, wasn't the moral of the entire episode. I just wanted to say some funny shit. So anyway, thank you guys for listening, holding on, and uh, we would really, 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 really love to hear what's in your queue because there's just so many good things that are coming up on streaming services and theaters. So keep us abreast with what it is you're watching, and if we're missing shit that you guys are watching, let us know. And, and we you... can put it on the queue for the next one. Yeah, we can put it on the queue for the next one, man. And hit us up on our social medias, uh, Instagram and Facebook at Kinda Movie Critics, and also at uh, on Twitter at uh, Kinda K I N D A Movie Crits C R I T S. Um, do you guys want to give out your personals? Yeah. I can. I'm more than happy to. But media is already plural. Don't put an S on it. Medium is the singular verb. Version. What, what are you talking about? You said media. It irks my life. Oh my god! <laughs> if you don't give out your fucking socials, <laughs> as always on Instagram, I'm Young Leezy. Y U N G L E E Z Y. 
And on Twitter, I am Samuelcee, S-A-M-E-O-L-E-C-E-E. I tweet occasionally when I can't sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samuel Samuel at Corey Ray Smith. That's Corey with a K. And, you know, one half of his ink. So you can find us stuff there, too. Cool. Uh, All right. You can find me at JT Vision, and that's Vision with a Z. Uh, follow condomoviecritics.com <laughs> uh, on Instagram and Facebook. You've become Twitter, like the whatever. Russell Simmons of this thing. Yeah. Like, like you promote all God bless you. Don't say the Russell Simmons. No comparisons to any yeah, guys that have been about that, 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 totally that gained about power that. before 95. No we'll, comparisons. We'll talk about that yeah. off air. Yeah. Russell, we know, we've been known. Yeah. Um, well, I, I didn't. I don't know shit, Russell. <laughs> like, don't send the hitters after me. Um, and you can find me on uh, uh, Instagram at filmmakingtreezy. Um, or, or, or on Twitter at Filmmaking Trees without the Y at the end. So, um, yeah, man. So thanks for subscribing. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing the episode. And thanks for sticking with us. And remember, we call ourselves kind of movie critics because we kind of are. We're kind of not. We're just a bunch of people that like to watch movies. This has been an On Ear Network production.